Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 328. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brett Yanoski. And I'm Austin Morales. And this week on The Inner Gamer Podcast, we jump into the new world. It's a game by Amazon Games, and it's MMORPG. And we had quite a time with it. And we have a special guest on Travis Stramer, also known as Orthodox Swine. He played with us for the stream, uh, last week's stream, so go to Twitch, check that out. And for the gaming news, we talk about EA Play. Uh, Battlefield 2042 has interesting mode coming. Uh, Anna, Purna Sh- Anna, Anna Perna Showcase has some pretty amazing games coming. Netflix is offering video game service for some reason. Uh, Ubisoft Skull and Bones is actually an alpha, finally, after eight years. And Ubisoft also announced a free-to-play shooter called x defiant which no one asked for and for our bonus level that you can catch up on patreon we talk about the steam deck it's more impressive than originally announced so we have a bunch of information on that uh and for topic of the show we have the fall and the future of blizzard we run down the past three years everything that's been happening leading up to this point where they are in a lawsuit and what is going to happen to them we don't know we make some predictions and Future's not looking bright for them. So stay tuned for that and cue that music. Yes. Welcome to the It is August 3rd, 2021. Welcome to the Intergamer Podcast. For first-time listeners, welcome to the show. We make this podcast for our fans, so if you ever have any feedback, you can send us a message at, at theintergamer.net. If you're a return visitor, thank you for sticking with us. If you want to make the show better, please consider donating or simply sharing this episode with a friend. You can go to theintergamer.net slash donate to contribute. And as always, we always stream on Twitch each and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, so give us a follow at twitch.tv slash theintergamercast to get a notification as we go live. And if you've watched those streams, you will recognize a voice and also a face if you're watching Hello. the video. Put a put a face to the voice camera. Yes. Face to the voice. We have none other than Travis. No. Streamer. It's, it's a bit. It's a bit if you've been it's following. It's a bit. If you remember the old days of the uh, podcast. Uh, that was a long time ago. Sadly, there's just going to be a, a black box on your face. Yeah, they're no not going to actually know. show me because I don't want to do a face reveal just yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now, he, had, he had a he had some plastic surgery done. So What? Yeah. No, I didn't. It went don't wrong. tell people that. What's wrong with you? Yeah, he just put a black box on his face. So. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. All right, we're going to talk about some video games this week, everybody. Uh, most importantly, we're going to talk about a new MMO that we have gotten ourselves involved yes. in. It is currently yes. in closed beta, or yeah, closed beta, ending mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this podcast. It won't be happening anymore. Shit, but we've been away. playing Amazon's new game, New World. New World. I feel like they could have come up with a better title. <laughs> Probably, but I probably. get I get the title. Like yeah. it makes sense. Like, yeah, it's like you're entering in a new world. You're taking over. You're colonials. Yeah, yeah. It's who are like bringing guns and weapons. Yeah, come over and like colonizing new world makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's appropriate. It's appropriate. But yeah, so Amazon's been working on this game for a very very long time. Uh, they've had several failures in their game studio uh, pedigree so far. I know Austin, get, your phone. get off your something. phone. You can't update someone while we're recording a podcast. Is this Austin? what he does on the podcast all the time? All the time. He just gets oh on my his gosh. phone. I'm glad somebody else can like call him out on it's it. It's like you're doing a live session right here, and he's just like, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I've actually had people. What if, like, I, what if I had like, like I'm your guest, yeah, and I'm just I know. gonna. 
I've actually so, had people like comment to me many times about why is Austin always on his phone in videos? And so I'm this like, is, look yeah. at the camera. Here's a little behind the scenes things. When I'm on my phone and Brett's talking, well, I just cut away from me and cut the Brett, so you never see me on my phone. Well, everybody tells me that you're always on your phone in the videos, so probably you're not doing. I'm that working much, here, so. guys. Okay, <laughs> I wear many hats. I have also seen you on your phone in your videos. Yes, I know. see, there you go. So you're like a not bad, doing enough, us. You're like a bad date. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get paid enough. I do not uh, get paid enough. You don't get paid at all. I know. <laughs> I, know. I don't get paid either. You can contribute at the slash donate <laughs> to help pay my salary so I can get someone else. Yeah, to can someone please pay this man's salary so he can get off his phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> love of God. Jeez. All right. New world. <laughs> new world. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, play, playing new world. So, this is, I, I want to. I want to kind of throw it to y'all for like a little introduction here because you guys have played way more MMOs than I have. Yep. So That's what true. is, tell me a little bit about this game. Like what, what are we doing in this game? <clears throat> Give me the setup. Oh, you want me to do it? Okay. Yeah. You. So new world, um, has a pretty good intro, actually great trailer and they get you kind of fired up and then you get into the game and you immediately go through the tutorial pretty fast. Like it's not that, no, and yeah, it's exciting. It's super short. It's exciting almost immediately. You immediately realize the gameplay is pretty good. Like the combat system, very fluid, simple to use, and it, it gets you dash ca- mechanic. Yeah. you can pair like dot or like parry and yeah. stuff like that. Like the normal light stuff. heavy attacks. Yeah, but it's it's it feels right. Like everything you're controlling with your character feels good, which is actually kind of rare for an MMORPG. Most RPGs are kind of basic. Like, you just know, like mash the level uh, to like Yeah, clunky, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, so you like just, it's just, just click. It's annoying and, and boring. Yeah. But New World, it gives you a lot of like uh, fluid to it, to the to the combat. Flu- fluidity. I don't know how to say the word. Yeah, yeah. you got it. That's right. Yeah. Fluidity. Fluidity. So it's really good. Um, well, the quests that's are... That's what really kind of... Sorry. Now you got it. That's what kind of makes it stand apart from World of Warcraft. Like you were saying, you just click a button and you go into attack and then you get gear that makes you attack faster. Well, it's not just World of Warcraft. Other RPGs well, did true. that too. Yeah, it's the same with um, uh, uh, the Old Republic. Yeah. And uh, I think Guild Wars is like that. Hell, even and Dragon Age was kind of like that. Like, I, yeah. It had a little bit better combat system so, but it's so the other ones different. are you like are you going up to an enemy you click on them and your character just starts attacking or are you clicking every yeah. time to swing no you, you yeah. just you just click and it starts and attacking. attacking okay yeah. but I mean, obviously you have your abilities so you like yeah I don't know, and this one yeah. actually has a like you actually have to engage in the combat yeah. which think of cool. it as like mass effect yeah rpg like right. mass effect you could look around and actually you know aim your your special attacks and have a normal attack but it wasn't you know you standing there and it's just fighting something yeah. by clicking a button. You know, you'd actually have to move around and, yeah. and be tactical. That's kind of what this game does. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Yeah, the quests are, uh, um, for the most part, pretty interesting. I think, like, uh, once you get down the road, it gets a little grindy, but then it'll open up the further on the levels go. So you, you're not, <clears throat> you're getting new things is yeah. the important thing. So, like, every time you get a quest that uh gets you to that next area it's usually something interesting it's not going to be just that boring old like community board quest where you go out and find 10 sheep and skin them for me (laughs) (laughs) well i mean there's still there's still a lot of that there is a lot of that and you you have to go find and kill 10 people or go find five rabbits or whatever but yeah then there's other stuff where it's like there's a boss sometimes it's like a mini boss they'll throw some mini bosses in there and i do appreciate the mini bosses it makes it more interesting for sure well there's a way to approach this game which i've heard someone say it's like you, you can follow the main quests 
And another like World of Warcraft, you'd be like, well, I can only pick up two professions. So for me, I always get skinning and mining because I can do that along the way. And then I can sell that stuff in the auction house and make money on the side. But here it's like you have everything and you can carry everything and you can craft everything. And nothing is kind of like nothing's limited. Yeah. You can can do whatever you want. So as you progress, like the, the main thing is really follow the story and then you can pick up all these side things on the way. And grind as you see fit, because yeah. obviously bag space is an issue. Which well, Skyrim was like that too. I mean, you could that's whatever true, yeah. you wanted to upgrade your stuff, and you could, and that's why everyone liked that game because it was yeah. very user friendly. If you right. wanted to do magic and a and a dagger, you could, or magic and a bow, you could. Yeah, you know, and that's it's rewarding <laughs> to have a game like that for me as a player because you know, it opens up a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of different combinations. So like, we all don't have to focus on the same thing. Like, I yeah. could be like. Well, I'm going to mine stuff, but I don't need to smelt anything. Travis is going to be yep. the armor smith, so I'm going to just give everything to Travis. Yeah. And then he can level up his stuff, and he's ready to go. It's like, hey, I want this badass gear. Make yeah. it for me. He can make it. So it's like yeah. it's a nice like community thing, too. Like You don't have to do it all, but I think the game kind of leans that way, and you can take everything at your own pace, which mm-hmm. is even better. Yeah. I noticed the dialogue is actually pretty good, too, like with the people that you talk to. I mean, I still skip through it, but well, yeah. <laughs> when I did listen to the dialogue, yeah, it, yeah. Is it was pretty good, though, too, which I was I don't know if that's typical of an MMOs, but I feel yeah. like that was I was kind of surprised that everything was voice acted. Yeah. Throughout. And it wasn't cheesy yeah. like dialogue, like it actually made sense on what they were saying. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And the enemies are freaking amazing. The AI is good. Like mm-hmm. the AI is intelligent. And and will be ruthless if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah. you can get swarmed um, pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine doing some of the things that I did with y'all online without y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no there way. was some quests I was like, no, I couldn't have done this without them. No way. There's no way in hell. Yeah. So I, I like the AI. I think it's intuitive. I think it's smart. It doesn't do dumb things. Like if a wolf's behind a wall and you're on the road, it goes around the wall it doesn't get stuck on the wall or something like it and their enemies are usually pretty quick so they get to you pretty quickly so you have to really think about what moves you're going to do before yeah. the enemy gets to you <clears throat> i had a moment where i was up on a cliff and there was like a wolf i was killing a bunch of wolves there's a wolf down at the bottom and i was like hi hey, he's just gonna run up yeah. to the cliff and just like and get stuck you know, get stuck so he came up to the cliff for a few seconds, tried to climb, didn't, and then went around and came and killed <laughs> like, him. Oh, shit. Like, oh, fuck. He's smarter than I thought. I mean, some of the enemies have dodging abilities. Yeah. Some of the enemies have really interesting ranged abilities. They got charging abilities. Charging abilities, stuns, knockbacks. Yeah. Like, some of the bigger bosses can really mess you up. Oh, yeah. And there's there's creatures in the game that are huge. Like, the alligators yeah. we face? Holy crap, that was terrifying. Yeah. They charge at you, and then you're just... Like, they, they can lunge at you, and then, you know... Hit them with your tail. Hit them with the tail. They get in front of you. You're behind them, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to stab you. And, yeah, and then they flick you with your tail, and you're like, what the fuck? And you get knocked <laughs> down. It's like, oh, shit, I just got stunned. Yeah. <laughs> and so it really puts you, like... I like the creativity they did with the with the enemies. I think they did a really good job with the AI. Yeah. As far as enemies go. And that's something that I think a lot of RPGs lack, you know, and that's why I don't play, you know, most of the RPGs that come out because yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. So I, I guess I have high standards. I don't know. No, you no, we, we do because like we played uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Online and, you know, that's that's fun. Yeah. But I feel like they've cut. It was I mean, so single player focused to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel it didn't like, grab my attention at all. Like it was fun playing with friends, but you can do that with any game. Like, yeah, it, you need something more for right in my opinion well i mean the graphics were okay but you could tell they're lesser than like the games 
and the way that the world was like defined is not to the standard that we would hope a Bethesda game or that we know a Bethesda game to be. And so with that, it kind of like, it kind of loses me. And mm-hmm. wow is so unique in the way that it's designed and it's, uh, uh, graphics are like, it's so it that's what kind of draws you in. Plus, you know, we grew up on the stories and stuff. So we yeah. know the people and it's nostalgia like, there. Yeah. It kind of sucks us in that way. Um, yeah. Guild Wars, uh, you know, Black Desert Online, like that stuff was fun. But for me, it's like too, um, too Japanesey. There's a lot going on. There's like, m- there's stuff on yeah, menus and numbers and anything. things everywhere. And yeah, you you know, if you want to, I mean, you got the economy system, so you're like you yeah, want to fish, <laughs> like you could just let your person fish for hours and not do anything. And you come back like, oh, I'm gonna go sell these things for a bunch of money. It's like, that's stupid. what kind of game is that? Yeah, that's yeah. Not like that, that's that, not that requires it. you to live in the game. It's not that's not something I want. With this, kind of takes a step back and makes everything a little more fluid, and a lot of systems kind of like combine and they allow you to do everything as you go and as you see fit, which yeah, is th- a good change of pace. This game has a lot going for it, man. I mean, the music is beautiful. Like, I love the music. I love what they do for combat music. I love they do for ambiance. Like everything, if it wants to be creepy, it gets, you know, a good creepy vibe going. If it wants to be good combat, it gets a great combat music kind of vibe going. It's not overwhelming, but it's there and you appreciate it. Uh, the detail to the game, pretty freaking good. I mean, yeah, we were playing the, great. we were playing the beta and we only ran across like one issue like yeah. the whole time I was playing, and I played for like 16, 20 hours at least. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I've had some performance. I probably played more I than that, yeah. honestly. I probably have 20. I had some performance chug issues where, like, in the cities and stuff like that, the frame rates would dip down to like 30 or whatever, but I didn't even know. It was still running pretty well, well you got for 20, the most 60. part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> Only yeah. 1080. <laughs> I know. I was running mine uh, maxed out. Yeah. On uh, no, 144 hertz, 165 hertz yeah. monitor. Dang. But, but it was like mostly 60. Like I said, like in the city itself, it was like yeah, definitely chugging yeah. a little bit. But yeah. it was just the little details that I really appreciated. Like when I went fishing for the first time, I was like, this is probably going to be dumb. But when I fished, um, when I catch a different kind of fish, it wasn't just, you know, here's a generic fish that you caught and it just catches the same fish every time. They would have different sizes and they would actually be real fish that you would catch in the real world, like That's like cool. bass or wow. salmon or like you know, whatever the heck it was that was out yeah. there, perch, you know, and they'd be different sizes if it was the same fish. And the attention to detail to the fish was really cool because yeah. you'd hold up the fish to the camera and then you'd look at the fish and be like, oh, cool, that's a nice fish. I got a fish. I got a real fish. <laughs> you'd be sure proud you of catching no, a fish. That's awesome, yeah. And you don't get that kind of detail in every video game. Most of the time it's just some generic like wow, you thing, just yeah. you get a fish and it's like, oh, oh you it's in a my fish. inventory and it's here's like, your fish. It's a blue icon. You're an idiot for yeah. catching <laughs> for fishing. So do you use the fish just for food and rations and stuff like that, or can you use them for like other types of crafting? Um, things? actually, the fish can be used for a couple of different things. I know that at least it could be for cooking, and you can also get the oil off the fish yeah. that completes like community quests and stuff. That's cool. But yeah, it's you know, there's so much we could talk about with this game. It's ridiculous. Well, I want to talk going. about the. Uh, the yeah, we got the class it. system yeah, or the lack thereof of a class yeah, system yeah. where like instead of having classes like the rogue and the clerics and all mm-hmm. these different things you can choose from it's based on your weapons that you select yeah so it's like you have to, a whole bunch of weapons in there and you start out with like everybody start with a sword right sword, like, sword shield yeah, yeah sword, sword and shield. shield and then you can later on as you collect new weapons you can switch to those weapons mm-hmm. and all the weapons have like a skill tree assigned to them mm-hmm. that kind of dictates your class in two a skill sense. trees yeah two skills well so you can yeah, choose yeah, yeah. you have yeah, that's right. 
So you have two different pathways you can kind of take or you can kind of mix and match if you want to. Okay. And yeah, you can. Like I can yeah. pull from like one skill tree and the other. I have a mix really? on both sides. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. I never yeah. said that. Yeah. Because well, you, you, you click yeah. on the one thing and it like opens up. It's like, here's some blue things that you can now spend no, points you can go on. To the, you, go, you can, you can only, go to the other tree. You can only pick on a single level tier. Oh, so like whatever level you're on, on either direction, you can pick on that level. And you have to have something from that first level to unlock the second level. Yeah. And then the third. It just goes down row by uh, row. Well, but you can mix and match me. between all of them. I've know? been yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah, because like... Yeah. Oh, shit. Because yeah. on, <laughs> on my sword... <laughs> Because I'm playing it's sword okay, and shield. It's okay, you can't play anymore anyway. <laughs> right. I'm playing with the sword and shield, and most of my my abilities I've done down the left path, but on the uh, the um, life staff, I have abilities from each side because some of them are more like damage dealing mm-hmm. things that also give health, and others are more like defensive kind of health abilities. Yeah. So I pulled from each different area. And you but can like, switch it up with your abilities. So you uh, when you do PvP, you can be more damage or you can do more... You yeah. know, healing, like you said, or, you know, you can be more tactical based and have more stuns or something like yeah. there's a lot of different things you can do with the tree. It's just it seems like the possibilities are are limitless Pretty with what yeah, you can do. Yeah. So I, I tried a lot of them. Uh, I really <laughs> liked the sword and shield early on and I went more like defensive kind of tanky stuff. So yeah. I could I could charge in with my shield and it would stun them for uh, a short while. So I, you know, hack slash and then they come back and try to get me. But then I also had another stun where I like do shield bash. So. That actually stuns them for a longer uh, amount of time, and if you hit them, the stun goes away. Yeah. So like that was really cool to have because yeah. I could potentially stop them from attacking me for at least three seconds, which is enough to bring their like most enemies' health down halfway. Mm-hmm. And then obviously from afar, like I was doing the bow and arrow, and so I shoot them and take kind of like ping their damage down a bit, and then obviously I got to them and charged it and blah blah. So I had a yeah. little technique going, but I tried the hammer. The hammer was badass. I fucking love the hammer. Uh, I tried the. Uh, I tried the hatchet, which is supposed to be really good for PvP, and I think it's okay. I I just there's not enough sh- not enough shield with that, like because like that one's a single hand weapon, so you don't use a shield with it. Um, Takes your stamina down pretty quick. Yeah, if you're blocking with it, yeah. Yeah, so like I want something to block, and the shield's nice because it does quite a bit of blocking, and I really like that. Yeah, um, it's based on I how much hear, stamina you have, basically. But yeah, I a heard smaller that. weapon will. The hatchet also increases your movement speed slightly. No, oh, okay, which is interesting. So like, yeah, so they got a, stuff like that. You can move a little bit faster. Actually, it's yeah, got a it range does. Perk that oh, yeah. allows me to move ten percent faster. Yeah, yeah. Josh was using it when yeah. we were playing. Yeah, I forgot. So that's kind of cool. But I do like the hatchet with the the because it it had one skill tree is like you're more like up close and personal. The other one is you can throw the hatchet. So I, I have three yeah. moves that throws the hatchet. One, um, do you get it? Back? I throw it and. <laughs> Well, yeah, it doesn't ever go away. Just, <laughs> just have an a magical hatchet leaves in my hand, and I still <laughs> hold one. Uh, so I can throw it for like a bunch of damage. I have one where I can jump back and throw. So like if someone oh. comes up to me, I get that distance. And I think there's a perk where I can throw one from a distance too, like after I jump back. Uh. And the other one is like a like a charge throw, and it actually like applies disease on it. So like That's I would go up to enemy and like throw, throw, and they come up to me, jump back. <laughs> Yeah. And then I just go. <laughs> yeah. So each each weapon has can you can equip up to three abilities, and they're kind of like your you know your abilities you'd have in like Overwatch or Valorant or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they have a cooldown to them, so you have the three different abilities, and you can like change them out however you want. And each weapon has that, so technically you have six abilities that are available to you to yeah. to do things. So you have but to that's make sure that weapon's equipped to utilize those abilities. That's what I love yeah. about this game is the user friendliness of it. Yeah. Like you only have three abilities. 
But the three abilities, depending on the stats that you choose for your class, will do different things. Right. So, you know, uh, Warhammer, for example, when you use uh, the the uh, it's like it's like a thunder wave bash, basically. I hit the ground and it gives off a shock wave in a direction. It's like an AOE thing. Really freaking cool. It gives off a loud noise. It's awesome to do. I love it. But um, here's a upgrade you can get for it when you do a perk like that makes them stagger the enemy instead okay. of just doing damage. So like each, I think each weapon, and I'm pretty sure this is true for all of them, um, depending on what perks you get, can change the aspect of your ability. So I thought yeah. that was really nice. And it makes, it makes it so much easier just to have to worry about, you know, two or three buttons instead of the long, you know, like World of Warcraft. You just all oh, yeah. these different you abilities have, that you yeah, do. Yeah, 12 like different 12 abilities. 12 to 20 different abilities. Yeah. It's like, I can't keep track of this shit that's while I'm in, I'm it, in combat. Yeah. <laughs> then you leave the game for a while, you come back, you're like, I don't remember what any of this does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in this game, it's, you know, it, I just love the combat so much. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think the biggest negative aspect of this game, and it's really not that bad I've, I've been able to overlook it is just kind of the grindiness to some things like i just doing blacksmithing it was like man i'm gonna have to mine my ass off to get enough iron to do any kind of blacksmithing because you, you have to be like level 25 to get the next level of uh weapons you have to be level Dang. 50 to get the next uh level of armor Level fifty. That's a craft wow. it though, right? Can you to craft you can it. discover that stuff? No, you, you have to be level fifty in armor yeah. craft and in, in armor crafting to now, get is that, is that the talking next like armor. the difference between like going from like a blue to an orange, or is that it's like, like going from a gray to a orange? Okay, that's how long. It, that, that's like the, as far as like length. Gray goes. to a green. I, I'm talking about like length, like how long it takes to get to that level. Yeah, it should be, you know, a gray to a green. Right. But it feels like you're working to get a gray to an orange. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, I mean, I got a ton of iron. Like, I, my, right. and I, I, my mining is pretty good right now just because I mine so much. And then I tried to craft a bunch of stuff, and it costs like 7 to 14 iron just to craft one piece. And one piece will only get you just a little bit yeah. up on the level. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm level 5 in armor smithing because <laughs> I looked at how long it takes to ar- like get the level up. Maybe, maybe there's some trick that I don't know about, but as far as I could tell from everything I crafted, it did not move very much at all. And it oh, you're talking about the level of your of armor. table, basically your bench that no. you use to craft. No, your skill. No, your skill that's the crafting. skill. It's a skill. Yeah, but it's like that's you, there are the different tiers. There's different like, tiers. No. Yeah, the, so but the, that's different. That's something else. Oh, the okay. tier for the workbenches are tied to the town. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Which if it's we'll like a, in a second. if it's like a tier two, you can craft like a green <clears throat> yeah, armor yeah. piece. If it's a tier one, you can't craft a green <laughs> right. armor piece. But you can have the ability to craft a green armor piece as long as you have a tier two bench. Does that make? Yeah. Okay. Sense? I gotcha. So. Yeah, so I was doing that for a while, and I was trying to get up everything. I was trying to get weaponsmithing and armorsmithing, and it was just taking so freaking long that I was just like, I'm not going to do this. And it really sucked because even if I got the armorsmithing up to a certain level, the faction rewards that we'll also talk about in a little bit were better than, than what you're going to craft. Than what you're going to craft. And yeah. I was like, well, what's the point of crafting then? So I really hope that when the game gets released, that it's going to be a little different. Well, it's gonna, it's probably going to be the same, but it's that higher tier stuff that you're probably going to want to build up to crafting right but there's no there's no 
so, real reward for crafting right now. Right now, but that's the thing. Like you want maybe it for down later. the road. Yeah, but, I mean, you know how long it's going to take for me to get that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, if you want to put the time into that, you can over time because there's a lot to this game. But yeah. I guess let's, let's jump into the settlements and stuff because that's like a whole thing in itself. Oh, God. Yeah. A whole other subject. So you start in a starting area, and the cool part is everyone starts somewhere different. There's no one starting zone like because the whole thing is, you know, World of Warcraft, you know, you're the Alliance or, you know, you're with the Elves or you're with uh, the Orcs. Like you start, start in the same damn place. Yeah, every yep. time. This one, you start randomly throughout different uh, sections of the map, which are, I guess, zones. And so from there, you can go to the big city, which everything starts opening up, and you start getting quests to, like, build the city up. So every time you rank up the city by completing these quests on the, what, what what's the board called? Community board. Community, Community board, board. Yeah. yeah. Like, go gather this many things and bring it back, and yep. it ranks up the city to allow you to get yourself get, I, I guess, what I don't know what the points are called. City well, points. It builds your, like, renown in that uh, region, Yeah, too. it's like a... Oh, yeah. As you're progressing through, but... Or something. Well, you get points for completing these things, and it allows you to, like, get faster gathering, like 5%, or get X, oh, yeah. faster XP oh. in the area, like 8, 8% more XP, or increases your faction rank by so much, and it's cool that, like, those like are things... status or something. I forget what they call it. Yeah. It's where you pull up your map, and you click that little tab yeah. on the left-hand side. Yeah. Pops out. yeah. So it's like doing stuff in the world, like, nets you things, and all this stuff you do along the way. So, like, <laughs> I would skin so much that I, I could just complete the skinning uh, mission for the town, yeah. like, super, like, immediately. So, yeah. like, getting that XP, getting that gold, uh, allowing me to get... Yeah. to get more XP along the way. And uh, I was like, that's a that's a nice little build. Like, you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Like, because you're getting rewarded by playing the game. Yeah. And I haven't even gotten into the, like, whole defense building and everything like oh, that. Yeah, like, the whole... Like, that's some in-game stuff right there. It's like, not only do you have your status with the, the community that you're doing these quests for, you also have your uh, faction that you're working for that control certain, I guess, cities, but you also have not only factions, but like, I guess the comparison of guilds. Yes. That can yeah. actually not, not control the cities. The factions control the, the regions, the region, but they also control the strongholds. And then yes. the guild or everyone to call it called companies, companies, it's, it's yeah. company, the yeah. company actually controls the, the towns, the settlements. Yeah. Mm. And they decide what, like tax rate they're going to tax there and all this other stuff. So I'm not really like completely sure how all that works just yet. Like we have, we never got into the real big war PVP stuff. Yeah. At the moment we did some PVP while we were questing just to see like, which how is, it was, that is cool, which is really freaking fun. Yeah. Um, because so you go in the town, you turn on PVP, right. With, with your part and then you go out and you have like 20 seconds before you become available to, to, yeah. Yeah. And so you could just find random people and kill them. I thought that was yeah. Exciting. Did y'all have any uh, any encounters? Yeah, that were, yeah. We had like yeah. four or five encounters. And <laughs> did you die? Yeah, we got killed a couple times. So what did you? What do you? Do you lose anything? Just your durability. Uh, yeah. On like your weapons and armor. So that's one yeah. of the things I find find interesting in this game stuff. that people talked about as a benefit in this game is that. I mean, for me, it's a benefit, but I know a lot of people that are like diehard MMO fans hate this aspect. But like in most MMOs, like you go out there and you're like on a quest and you're doing all these things, you're doing PvP, whatever it might be, you die. You then have to go out and retrieve your body 
to like get your shit back and yeah. do the whole thing, right? That's old In this school. game, <laughs> it's like you go out there, you die, you're good, your you go back, it damages your stuff. But like theoretically, you could go out, and this is like a tip that I heard somebody talking about. It's like you got there, you do a big old fight, you're far from your town, you can go in the menu and click respawn. Yep. It kills you and it takes you back to the settlement. So you don't mm-hmm. have to walk all the way back. And yep. you just lose a little dur- durability. But the amount of like gear that you're collecting, you're going to be getting repair kits probably pretty often to be able to repair that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, as far as I can well, tell, salvage enough, you can repair yeah. easily. Yeah. I mean, so far, uh, it hasn't been about that, that bad. <clears throat> that yeah. is actually pretty smart. Yeah. So I was Shit. like, I mean, you don't yeah. have to freaking but, walk all the way back and just respawn. So at PvP, there are PvP missions that you have to be in PvP mode and right. you have to complete them. And if you don't, I guess you start over because Josh was telling us about this. Like, you either start over or you lose everything that you've done and you have to redo it, something like that. So, there's okay. that, like, you know, you got to put it on and it's actually going to be dangerous. Yeah. Because yeah. we came across people that messed us up, but being in a party of three or more or just two or more, like, you can destroy someone who's, you know, decently or level than you, at least like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's nice to see that, like, find people in the wild and be like, all right, we're going to fuck you up. <laughs> It's just so much fun to be like traveling to a quest and all of a sudden you just like a bullet just hits you out of nowhere. You're just looking around like what? Where did it come from? (laughs) It's just woods everywhere because there's sneak. You can crawl on the ground and you can sneak. And I was like, what what is even the point of this? Because I never used it for a quest. Yeah. If you're in the grass and you're laying down, your nameplate doesn't pop up. Your oh, nameplate really? and your tag don't pop up. So you could be hidden oh, just like from, just from other players just, and oh be God. shooting at somebody. And you can shoot from the ground. So you could literally just be sniping people <laughs> and like, they wouldn't even yeah, yeah, exactly. they wouldn't even see you. Like art the guy that was shooting at me was on top of a rock and I never would have found him unless until you said he's up yeah. there on the rock and then we went up there and, and yeah, killed him. He stood up and I was like, There he is. Uh, well, we we kind of flanked him. He didn't know we saw him and yeah. we kicked over their yeah, asses. I didn't know there was two. There's only one, but it's just little things like that, like the way the mechanics work, and yeah, it, it's really like giving yourself a challenge, like someone else who could have something similar to you or has different combinations, and kind of seeing how that all works out and putting yourself to the test. Like that, that's what PvP is all about. Yeah, and you can kind of correct where you need to. Um, yeah, we fought. We went to this one temple, and this this is one lower level guy we tried to kill, but he jumped down the stairs and went, ran to the main entrance, and <laughs> his other two high level friends were there. And we're trying to like. There was like up. four or five people that just came out of nowhere. I felt like it, it was it was two, so it was three on three. It was three on three. Yeah, oh, okay. but one oh. guy had the spear which I hadn't used yet, and he was just like, gah, gah, gah. and like I was getting stunned. I couldn't do anything before I knew it. I was dead because he was level yeah. like twenty four, and I was Jesus. only level seventeen. I was so mad with that battle because I almost killed one of them. And <laughs> I know <laughs> it was so. And then close. I had to run, and yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So I was. I want to share a little bit more about the companies and the factions, just to kind of give some insight as to what that's going to be like once yeah. we get into the full game. So, companies, you create the organization. They're limited to 100 players, and they can declare war on each other if they want to. So, like somebody has a settlement, you can come in and declare war on that place. Mm-hmm. And there's like a period of time that you say you're open to attack, where you can get attacked not only by these people, but there's also the um, I forgot what they called it the uh, conflicted or whatever oh yeah yeah the, oh the yeah red shit that's out there yeah which the, is a part of the PVE aspect like the of demon it. zombie things yeah. that are everywhere so those things at the time afflicted. that you've allowed it to be open a lot they can come and attack your base when you're in that yeah. window of time and you know potentially get it taken over like yeah. uncontested again but as a company you have the ability to set taxes and start settlement projects within those areas to increase the the benefits of visiting that settlement. 
also the defenses and and stuff like that. So it'll be less prone to being overthrown. Being overthrown, yeah. Yeah. So you can you can <clears throat> get like ballista and or I think it's ballista. It was like like cannons and stuff and some yeah. like turret thing, oh <laughs> like an gosh. actual like gun turret. And like, cool. oh, that's pretty cool. What was cool about our thing is, well, first we were we were in the Marauders area, and Josh is like, "Why are y'all here? Why don't?" Because we all became a what was our faction called? Uh, we should know this Covenant. Covenant. Covenant thank you. <laughs> so we're like, let's actually go to the Covenant area because taxes are lower for us and stuff. Like that's the benefits of being in an area controlled by your faction. Mm-hmm. So we go up there, and uh, someone raged war on us. And so Saturday, mm-hmm. which was the day before this podcast recorded, there was a war, and I don't know who won, yeah, to take over our area. But it was funny, like, going in the beginning and seeing how all the areas are, like, marked out, the regions, and then coming in the next day, and there was, like, basically everything was gray mm-hmm. because people are warring for those areas. So, like, they've gone neutral, I guess. I don't know how that all works out from, like, going from faction control to neutral to another faction control. But so it does never go neutral. Neutral is just if it's never been captured. Really? But with the faction control, what happens is if by playing in a territory, your team will build um, basically renown in that area. Right. And once it reaches a certain point, if it's uncontested, you can take that area and obtain it. And then once you own it, another other players can go. Like, say you want to say you're on Covenant, you want to go and take out a Marauder area. You go over there with your company and you start doing missions there. And by doing those missions, you start to, it's like basically a progress bar. Uh, so once you meet in the middle and you've done more missions than they have or have like, you know, like equaled it out, that area becomes in conflict. And then you can then wage war against that other team. And then they set up that war. And then if you fight that war, which is like 50 on 50, I believe, um, if they win that war, then they take over that territory and immediately own it. And then the it transitions aside. So that's, that's kind of so how crazy. the whole process of that works. So that's what I'm like really curious on. Okay, say we're in an area, right? And we have all of our stuff here, like it's our home, and it gets taken over. <laughs> well, now every like taxes and stuff like that go up. We're gonna want to move to another area or take it back, yeah, or take it back, yeah. So the I mean, thing, you could like, keep because it because it's like right there on the cusp. Like, if you yeah, keep you could. doing stuff there. You could kind of get back quickly to the point That's of being true. able to war them again. Well, my thing is, war. if if we don't win, like, say we go weeks or months and, like, we haven't won it, like, and obviously another area is going to pop up for our faction, like, we would have to move all of our st- all of our resources <laughs> from the storage box to a new town. Let's talk about the storage system, <laughs> shall we? Sure. <laughs> there are there are good things and there are bad things. Okay. The storage system, let's, let's start with the good things. Right. Good thing with the storage system is you put all your stuff in the storage, okay? All your materials for crafting, all your wood, your rocks, whatever the heck you get off of quests, you can put it in the storage. It's you don't have bit. to worry about it. It's 1,000 pounds of storage. And you can yeah. go to the crafting table with nothing in your inventory and craft from your storage box, That's which cool. is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love that feature because it makes it so much easier to contain all your inventory. You're not spending hours not going, going back to and forth. and forth, grabbing, oh, I needed more iron or I needed more uh, wood or whatever the heck you need. But the catch is that you cannot get the same inventory system per settlement. So yeah. you have a bunch of your stuff in one settlement, like you said, if it gets take over and taxes go up, you're like, shit, I want to go over this other settlement when taxes are lower. You would have to manually take all the stuff in that inventory for that settlement and move it to the other one. It's not a universal storage system. It only affects the settlement that you're in, which I, I, I'm not really sure why they did it that way because so, I, 
two things. Yeah. One, it's not that hard to transfer it because you get this one Azeroth liquid or whatever. And I don't, I don't know where you get it from. Apparently, you get it by playing quests the and, and stuff like that. So you can use that to fast travel to other towns that you have been to. And obviously, if you make the new town your home, you can just you can, recall. but you are limited on how much you can have. Right, you right. can have only a thousand Azoth at a time. That's fine, and that's the max. But some fast travels cost almost two hundred Azoth. So Dang. you got to be yeah, careful. Like if you're true. going back and forth in your inventory, and you've got over a thousand in inventory. Well, you inventory. could do one trip to the old town and then recall to the new town. So that's that's. Yeah, but you're not going to get all your stuff in one trip well, or two trips it. even. It's going to take like four or five. It could, but you can do that as you play the game. You just gather your stuff up slowly. I that's guess. one way of doing it. But the other reason I think they do it this way, it makes it more enticing and rewarding to keep that settlement, like keep that war going, protect your area. Maybe, like, maybe that's, that's what they were intending. That's part of know. the PvP aspect, and I think yeah. that's... I think it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I still got a bunch of stuff in that other <laughs> settlement that I haven't even moved because I was just Dang. like, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> well, hey. I don't want to get it. I don't want to spend the ass off to transfer it. And I'm not going to walk the whole way. Are you crazy? No. I can only carry what? Look, you just recall 200 once. pounds at a time. And I've got uh, like, you, I've got like you should get the bag stuff, pounds of stuff in there. They're selling extra 50, 50 uh, pound carrying bags. Oh, that's good. The, so I only have to make uh, four trips. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> hey, I went one. I went back once. Or three got, trips. I'm sorry, three. I got all of my iron, iron, iron ingots. Yeah, and silver. I mean, ore. if you're if you're going for a certain thing, I guess it 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 it'd be okay. But I would like to just, I don't know. I, I would like to see the universal system just to make it easier. But I get what you're saying. Like, I think there's a reason behind it because it seems like everything in this game was designed for a specific reason. Yeah. Like, there's there's nothing in this game that doesn't, you know. Speaking of Have things point. That they might want to change is I, I I do wish they had some mounts, but it makes oh, God, sense yeah. that... Well, you, they might. You, we don't know. This is just a beta. So that's true. They could throw it in there. I mean, I think Josh was saying, you know, there's no reason to have it because you go in these areas and, like, you're just in the area. Like, yeah. And you can walk probably across the whole map in a few minutes because it wouldn't take forever. And having a mount, like... I mean, I guess the whole point of the game is that you run across all the stuff, so as you get these missions, like, oh, I'll do this here, do this there, go over there, come back, you know, I can recall. And if you have a mount, you're just going to skip everything. You yeah. Know, maybe late game, you don't really need to do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't so know I found yet. I found too. I was reading it was the same article where I found that you know if you re- respawn yourself, you go back, you just lose your ability, and that's a quick way to get back. Well, there's also these like pillars that you can unlock yeah, throughout the world fast travel that are like pillars, fast yeah. travel pillars outside of the settlements, which I thought was interesting. So like, yeah. if you unlock all those and explore enough, like you could theoretically have like a boatload of like fast travel points yeah. around. Yeah, but you need Azoth. Yeah, yeah and that's the problem. The Azoth to like to make it happen. Which oh, how do you get the Azoth? Where do you get that from? It, I've gotten it from bit. questing, like at a higher level. Like yeah. once you get to a certain level, you start getting it as you're questing. Or, yeah. or I think even some enemies have Azoth and some chests. Like random, yeah. you just randomly get it. Yeah, I got a bunch from uh, what do you call? Them? What were the things called in the world? The little zombie. Infected people. I forgot what they're called. You just yeah, you just mentioned them. I mean, I mentioned that. Conflicted like or something. Yeah, they corrupted. Like I don't know what. Yeah, because there's like pillars Afflicted. of conflicted stuff know. that you can go over there at higher levels. It looks like level twenty and plus. We're able to go in, kill some guys, go in this little hut of this stuff, and if you go to our Twitch channel, you can kind of see what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Kill a bunch of those guys, and then apparently doing that allows you to get Azoth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So. I do. I do notice. Corrupted. That's what they're corrupted. Corrupted. Yeah. 
I do notice though that th- they have a decent uh you know uh amount of inventory that you can get off the world, right? Yeah. But the more I play, the more I realize you're probably just gonna stick with one armor set for most of like the for ten at least twenty five levels. to ten levels between, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I you can buy I don't, pretty cheap stuff at the auction house too. Yeah, I mean you can change it up and you can change the way everything looks. Like you can put different skins on if if you've already collected it, I think you can put that skin on oh yeah the actual the armor that you're actually wearing yeah. so it looks different or you can change it up so I, I do appreciate that but i feel like there's really not as much loot as i thought there was going to be like i feel like i'm kind of stuck with uh some weapons and armor that i've been having for like you know five mm. to ten levels like i was saying but I mean, it might it might change yeah. up. It's not a huge issue, and it, you know, the, the stuff that you do get is pretty cool. Like it's well right. it's well designed, so it doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. But I feel like they could have just have a little bit more with like stuff that you find because you, you don't find much that's different for, or that's better than what your faction's going to give you. Like I haven't found yeah, anything right. in the world. Yeah. Uh, I I take that back. I found a weapon that was better than what the faction gave me. Yeah. yeah, but that was lucky. Yeah, that's and true. I mean, so the faction rewards are pretty much the, as far as I can tell, is the best loot you can yeah. get. So you get the level fifteen, huh. and then you can start actually using the faction loot. Yeah, f- at least for our faction, which I assume yeah. is across the board. And then the next level is twenty five for the next set of loot, which yeah. is next set of armor and weapons. And then there's other things you can buy as well, yeah. like ammo and, and potions and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I haven't really changed out anything since. Do you buy yeah. that from? You buy that from your covenant like person? Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and it does cost gold, but it is a lot cheaper than if you were just going to yeah. go to the auction house and buy some armor. Yeah. Gotcha. Like a lot. Cheaper. But you have to do the faction missions to get the faction tokens. Right. Yeah. Along with actually paying gold, which yeah. gold is really not right, that right. big deal. Which can be grindy. Yeah. Well, because I remember seeing that bar up in there. It's like you have one that's like pretty close, but the, or it's like, yeah, the leveling, it just seems like it's very slow movement to unlock yeah. that stuff. I mean, for the progression. Yeah. And like I was saying before, like the, most of the quests aren't bad. Like you get a lot of side quests, you get a lot of main story quests that are interesting, but a lot of these quests that you're doing for the most part are, you know, just grindy quests like gather this, go find a chest, go look for some stuff in these chests over there or kill this many enemies, like pretty basic RPG quests. Earlier you said they were great, man. So well, they are. I mean, I'm not saying they're they're all bad. Like yeah, the yeah. main quests and the side quests are, are really good and yeah, like yeah. it keeps me interested. That's why I'm saying there are there is a grindy aspect to it. Like I'm not gonna just yeah. be like this is the best game ever. Like yeah. there's always something that it's can MMO. be improved. It's always gonna yeah. have some grind. But overall, the game's amazing. Like I kept my attention for over 20 hours, which is hard to do for for me. So. Yeah. I mean, you recommend this game. We're gonna play another game for stream. You're like, we should get this game, and and you're like, I love this game. I was like, damn, you only played it for like two hours. And I know. You said, this is an amazing game. I know. Well, I watched the trailer to it. It's a funny story. Just going off track. Austin. Um, Invited me to play. What, what did you want me to play? We were going to play Tribes of Midgard. He sent me uh, a video for Tribes of Midgard. And when I played the video, the advertisement for New World popped up. <laughs> I thought I, that was the video he sent me. And so I was like, this looks great. I can't wait to play. What's it called? Tribes of Midgard. I was like, okay, cool. I went on Steam and I looked up the, the game and I was like, <laughs> 
This isn't new. This isn't New World. What the heck is this shit? <laughs> this is like garbage compared to New World. So I called him back and I was it's like, not garbage. No, we're not gonna play. This is gonna play New World, man. I want to see that advertisement game. I want to play that. <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, I didn't even think it's out yet. Yeah. And it, we didn't think it was, but apparently the beta was out. We we so we Perfect got timing. it. That's and funny. was I wrong? I was not, wrong. not wrong. I was not wrong. Not wrong. I, I'm I'm very intuitive when and it comes to video we, games. I know what like, I'm doing. Before we even got on it, it <laughs> had. Uh, before, you guys like Vermintide? I mean, come on, <laughs> Vermintide's amazing. Uh, it's fine. Are you kidding me? It's fine. You should like Vermintide. It's like Left 4 Dead. I know. I don't mind it. Here, no. Anyway, before we even. Wait, like got the game and got on. It was already at two hundred thousand concurrent players. Oh yeah, yeah. for the open beta, which is great, and especially coming off a of wow, like people yeah. are looking to migrate. Here we go. Yeah, I mean the the lands are beautiful. I love the different areas. You know the graphics look great. Territory rewards. Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, territory rewards, standing game. Yeah, stuff like that. So I'm curious. Oh, you can buy a house. Mm. We forgot to mention that you can oh, get yeah. a house yeah, you and you can house. decorate your house. That's cool. Yeah. So this game is gonna be as forty bucks. To purchase, which is crazy. It's like I pay sixty. <clears throat> I pay sixty dollars for that game. Easy. Yeah, um, I bought the uh, the the gear thing. I paid the fifty dollars oh, nice. for the, the gear piece or whatever. Nice. That will come out later. But I'm curious, like what they're gonna do. I mean, there's that store where like it looks like there's gonna be some like skins and stuff like that, kind of in CFDs or whatever you can like purchase. Yeah. yeah. But do you guys think there will ever be a like monthly fee or something like this added here? Or do you think they're just going to like monetize uh, sh- it based off the cl- clothing and stuff like that? The, I don't know. I think they'll do it off the clothing. Yeah, I think they'll Steve do. Thieves been successful like that. Why, yeah. why wouldn't this game? And yeah. if people are going to be invested, they're going to want to look different and look badass. So they'll, they'll probably charge us for DLCs. I mean, they, oh, everybody does. Yeah, so that could be an option. I, I would think they would charge us for DLCs and probably just keep the market, like the, the uh, microtransaction yeah. store open, which as long as they're not giving them like, powerful weapons or something that really changes the way yeah, that's that what people are worried about as long as they don't do that i'll i'll be okay with the cosmetics the cosmetics are fine i get it like you want to look a certain one you want to pay a little extra to do it fine do it but no, if no you pay to win if you do some pay to win stuff i'm going to i'm going to be very upset and i'm going to email somebody and then burn it to the ground okay <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin my game that's right that's right oh god I, this is this is probably i haven't been this excited for an rpg since uh dragon age i really yeah. haven't like I, I can't remember the last rpg that i got really into That's can good. you i mean seriously when's the last time you played an rpg that you really cared about marvel's adventures that's not RPG. that's not an rpg <laughs> close enough no i can't not. think of it right now <laughs> RPG i can't think of one probably the witcher oh, rpg uh uh probably the witcher right Valhalla. no what's the dang it larian studios Baldur's gate yeah i guess Baldur's gate three huh yeah Baldur's gate three yeah yeah. But that's just the so it's buggy as shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's early access. I it was get into fun it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it needs more. Yeah, it'll know. get there at some point. I don't know. But cool. yeah, I'm, well, I'm really excited. I'm a little upset that I can't play it this weekend, but it's fine. I'll wait. I'll wait till the end of the month. I, I guess know, that's what sucks. We have to wait. At I least it's would not le- like three months in it later. I or thought they'd let it go at least a little longer. Oh yeah, and. Another thing that I hate, <laughs> just to go on, oh, no. we lo- we lose all our progress. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I-, I couldn't believe that when when I expected. I that. learned that I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" So that's why all I was like, this, I just, all these hours we put in this game almost, is not going to trans over to transfer over to the game when no. it releases. And I'm just like, It'll "Oh my!" I, I would hope I would hope that they would do something like everyone who 
was in the beta gets like a little head start with like a cash infusion or something like that. Yeah, we'll see, but I doubt it. I think I'm glad they're wiping just... it. I wanted to just have a clean slate. <laughs> yeah. free. Well, you haven't played as much as we have. God so, dang it. <laughs> well, no, still, that's your so, fault. <laughs> okay, if you guys haven't seen already, go to our YouTube channel and look at the video of us going back to Classic WoW for the first time because that was a shit show with everyone coming in. <laughs> couldn't do shit. It literally took like three, like an hour before we can move. Oh, it was properly. terrible. All the quests so funny. were oh, yeah, almost impossible to finish just because there were so many goddamn people in yeah. that game. And the way that WoW oh, Classic it works, bad. it was awful. So I'm curious if we're in this day one and the servers open up, if it's going to be just as bad. No, no, I don't think it will because well, everything spawns back. spawns different places too, right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. And also everything spawns back yeah, every, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's true. That. Yeah. Like, we're watching video. It's almost bad. It's almost to a point where it could it be a bad thing. Yeah, you go it, this, <laughs> it really could. And this one camp that we go to, we clear everything out in this tent, and then, like, it spawns back within... within not yeah, even 30 seconds. I was going to say, I will like, say, I maybe wish that a was minute. a little bit slower. Because yeah. sometimes I'm like, I haven't even walked away yet. I'm still like <laughs> picking up loot. And then this freaking boss just spawned back in. Yeah, you'll, like, you'll, you'll be in a room and like searching something. And then like something will just spawn back downstairs. And then you come back downstairs. You're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and getting chased out the door. Yeah. So yeah. I think they did that because they're worried that people wouldn't be able to finish their quests. Yeah. I mean, it's didn't. a good thing. It's a good thing. So yeah, it's a good thing in a way. And it makes it more interesting because if you really aren't supposed to be there and you're trying to take it like one enemy at a time, it is not going to work for you. I'm sorry. Get you're going to get attacked by two, three people by yourself oh and you're going to get killed. Sounds awful. Yep. So, and then people, things are going to spawn back next to you and you'll be like, shit. And they, yep. right when they spawn back, it's they the see worst, you. It's There's the no thing, yeah. delay at all. Like right when it spawns back, it just goes, Arr! and then it comes after you and I'm like oh my god <laughs> plenty of times <laughs> I'm gonna die not even a delay what plenty the heck plenty of times we're in high levels places and all of a sudden we're in an area where nothing's there and then it spawns back because we haven't been there before we didn't know it spawns there we're like oh fuck <laughs> well, the, those, those assholes chased you a long time too yeah. when I was trying oh my to get god. to y'all like I had like five freaking like Ten level higher than me, things <laughs> chasing me. I was like, "This is awful." Yeah, they don't give up very easily, man. Yeah. They, they really go after you. Yeah, but uh, that just goes back to the AI and how like intuitive yeah. I think it is. I think it's yeah, real. Yeah. Well, well, well done with the AI. Yeah. So Amazon has a good game on their hands. We're looking forward to release. Yeah. Yep. Comes out Excited. August thirty first, everybody. Excited. So this game will be out very soon. And uh, you'll probably see us playing it. So yep. we'll jump in. We'll share what the server is. We're gonna make probably make a company, I guess. So yeah, you can join the company. Not? Yeah, for I'll five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for five dollars. Yeah, join the Discord. Yeah, <laughs> join the Discord. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up for the games we played this week. If you want to play games with us each and every week, you can join us in our Discord channel. Check out that link in the show notes. And if you like what you hear, you can consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our video game news. Stay sexy. Stay sexy. <laughs> You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It is time for our gaming news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. If you want to get involved in this segment, you can send us a question or comment to hello at theinnergamer.net or go to our website, theinnergamer.net, and we will talk about it on the podcast. Just hit that contact button, send us a message, and we'll be happy to share it. Yeah. We're here. We're here. We're waiting. We're waiting. Ready. Ears, ears are open. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the lines are open, just like on PBS back in the day. Call us. <laughs> Donate to us. Give us Give us the stuff. Um, anyway, so we've had a lot of uh, 
interesting new announcements in the last couple of weeks since you have heard from us previously. We had first up, we had EA Play give their showcase, and it was very highly promoted as like there's gonna be some big shit here. It's gonna like blow your minds, this, that, whatever. And there were some good announcements, but it wasn't as like I feel like I overhyped myself once it actually happened. There was some good shit out. here. I wouldn't say there's some big shit here. Right, exactly. So I want to go through quickly to some of the early stuff that was announced, and then we're going to focus on the last two things that were kind of like the premier elements of it. Um, one of which, they did announce Grid Legends. So Grid is back. I don't know how much anybody cares about Grid, but I was a huge fan of Grid back in the day. And now that EA owns Codemasters, they're making and promoting these games. However, they put heavy emphasis on a story in this game, like a drama, and I'm like... Just give me racing cars. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, I mean, they film like actual, like, cinemat, like, real people acting out stupid stuff. It was just dumb. Come but on, anyway. man. You got it's uh, Fast and Furious <sighs> for video games. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want it. I just want it to be a badass racing game with great visuals and cool shit. So, anyway, that's what they're doing with Grid Legends. Um, then they announced the next season for Apex Legends. It's called Emergence, and it is going to feature a new hero named Seer. Um, and then, uh, they showed a cinematic trailer and then gave a little insight into what the character's abilities are, but not like fully involved in it. Um, what was your first impression of this, this emergence trailer? I I think it's cool. I mean, I like the story aspect that they keep moving forward with all the new characters and stuff. And he's got like a cool thing. And I think it's a little hokey because he has these little like nano flying things that go out in front of people or whatever. And I guess that kind of messes him up. I forget what that was, but I, I, like thought, a, I think they're all tracking device. He's kind of like, oh a, yeah, that's right. He's that's a right. bloodhound equivalent, basically. Right, so right. He's a uses his stuff to track people. I mean, I think it was cool. But I think that was a little hokey. Like it was just too flashy, and I was like, just give me like some badass dude who's going to go in there and kill people. And I mean, we kind of get we get that from the trailer too. Like he has some cool abilities, and uh, might be worth jumping into check him out. Yeah, but I feel like at this point they're releasing them so quick now, I can't keep up. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, mean, I don't play it all the time. Take off a season, it's like, oh gosh, like how are we going to get back into this? But uh, this new season drops August third, and it's only going to bring ranked arenas as well. So arenas will now be ranked, which is kind of interesting. Which I did hear that they said that they're not going to tell you um, your rank. Like you're not. I mean, you're going to have like you're going to be able to rank up and stuff like that, but it's not going to be like in um, traditional games where you are like platinum level or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more you're going to just be paired up with people that are more like your skill level based on your play time, which is kind of interesting. So I'm not sure how that that. all is going to work, but it sounds like it's not going to be as driving towards a visual number that you're going to be able to see and compare with one another. Like you, I appreciate that because I think that's a distraction, especially for me. Yeah. It's like, if I know like for you, like you're, you're what's after gold and rocket league platinum platinum. It's like you get the platinum and you're like, I got to keep going, but you know, if you start losing, you start freaking like psyching yourself out and then yeah. you just get back down to gold and you have to work your way back up. And yeah. you find those days where, you know, you're better than others. And it's demotivating to lose a division. Yeah. It's like, it fuck, is. it's like, well, happened. it just gets too serious, which is, you know, competitiveness. That's fine. But for something like this, I just want to get in there and play. And it is nice to be like, look how good I am. But I think, uh, yeah, it gets my, it takes my head out of the game and I need mm-hmm. to like be in it. And have no distractions, and that's just not good for me. But yeah. for other people, I'm sure it's great. I agree. 
then they announced uh, Lost and Random, which I was like super into this like visual style of this yeah. game. It looks very Tim Burton like, and it's got this like card based system that you use to like battle other other players. And it's just like you know EA Originals. They've been throwing these things out left and right. There's always like one or two like EA Originals out there, but like. This caught my attention. I was very, very into this look. And then you have a little dicey, which is your little character that goes around with you. That's like literally a dice that has feet and hands. They're pick, it picks up little little things or something? I think so, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Okay, yeah. This is cool. Yeah, it looks really good. So it's going on PC and consoles, including the Switch, and it comes out September 10th. So it's like right around the corner. Man, I can get into this. Yeah. I'm happy they're doing stuff like this. Same. Because not, not 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 too many companies actually do this. Well, they either buy the studio or <laughs> they just don't do it at all. Remember the game that this is nice. EA came out with called Faye, F E. Yes, yes. Same developers. Really? So this is their this is their next game. Man, and, and Faye did not get a good. No, it didn't do reviews. well. That's why I'm kind of like, eh. But I feel like this is one that they like. Some more uh, realized. They've kind of figured out like where like they've kind of got in their own probably as a studio. Yeah, and are able to hopefully produce a better quality product with I mean, this it's one. got a unique style like art style designs and i can get behind it yeah um and then we got uh knockout city reveal the next season fight at the movie so it's all movie theme throughout um we played this for a hot minute and then kind of haven't played in a while but i don't know i might be interested in jumping back into it with the the new the new uh new season with the new <clears throat> movie theme map called hollywood drive-in yeah and uh New, uh, a couple of new, lots of new skins and stuff like that. So I forgot I could play this on the Switch. I should do this at work. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I forget. It's going to be point. great to like jump into. Yeah. All right. So the big ones, though, we have two things. First off, Battlefield finally unveiled what Dice LA has been working on, uh, also known as Ripple Effect now, which is interesting that they changed their name right before this stuff came out. But Battlefield's third mode, so they have the all-out warfare one that's going to be like the main crux they have a hazard zone which they haven't really talked much about but it's supposed to be more like intense hardcore kind of game mode now the third mode is going to be battlefield portal which is an amalgamation of battlefield 1942 battlefield bad company 2 battlefield 3 and then of course battlefield uh 2042 with maps from each one that you can play in and mix and match things from every single era of the game. So it's like so weird. It's very it's very strange. It's like kind of like a custom game mode maker essentially, but you're getting remastered maps from like two or three maps from each era of Battlefield, which is cool. Like I love that we're going to have LL main back. Like that's going to be badass. But like they were showing examples of like hey, you can do you know, like the the meme or whatever, would you rather fight one duck-sized horse or a hundred horse-sized ducks? And in here, they're like, would you rather fight a hundred, you know, robot thingy dogs and versus like one tank? And like, what would, who would win? And it's like pitching these things together, but they have this whole like logic editor that you can use to like build out different like, I guess, things that happen during the course of the game that can, I mean, I think you can make like a gun game mode in here. Like from Counter Strike, yeah, or like yeah. you get random, like you go up the progression <laughs> ranks of like guns as you play through, and there were scenes where they had like old fighter jets in World War II fighting big, huge like modern jets, and 
like, you know, freaking military World War II guys going against like five like special ops operatives. And you just build these custom game modes. You launch it. It starts a server for you and then you play it out. And it's really interesting, but I mean, I don't know what what did you what was your kind of take on watching this and <clears throat> seeing all the things that they threw out there? I don't like it, really. <clears throat> I mean, it's cool. I mean, what they showed, it's like you're gonna pair World War II guys up with current guys. Obviously, there's gonna be some sort of, you know, I'm uh, sorry, right what I'm looking for, like. There's no way they can make one more powerful than the other. Or they could, and they... Sh- I mean, that's technically what it is, but... I mean, I guess it makes it even. One gun from World War II is going to be just as powerful as another gun from World War II, but the way you load and how much the fire rate and the accuracy is going to be... should be completely different. And I feel like if you go into a game where it's like, oh, it's going to be World War II guys against modern warfare guys, it's like... I just don't see how that's going to be even at all. Well, it's not. I mean, that's like kind of the idea is it's like there's no balance here that's going to be existing. It's just like, wouldn't it be interesting if you have these versus this and just kind of like see what happens? Like maybe you have like five guys are like super, super good at playing, but it's like kind of like 4v1 with like evolve. You know, it's like you have one monster versus like four guys that are fully loaded with stuff. It's like kind of making those Mitch Max, Mitch those moshes together, I guess. Yeah. But balance is like going to be thrown out the window. There's no such thing as balance in this game mode. Um, well, but I, that's kind of like their, it's kind of like the thing I think of is like the stunts mod from back in 1942 is kind of doing stupid zany shit that we did back then. This is kind of bringing that back in a sense. Because it sounds like I could put like a hundred dudes in there and give them like, I mean, you give put a hundred dudes and give them knives like they had in the in the thing, and the other guys had the defibrillators, and they just go out and like duke it out. I mean, it's stupid. It's not balanced. It's not like it doesn't make sense, but it's like it could be fun for a little bit. Yeah, maybe I just need to see it in action because uh, I mean, this is one of those games like I, I get kind of serious on because I want to win and I like right. the shooting and stuff. So like I want to go into a match and I want to win. This is just like I'm going to go into a match and. That's not what this is about. This is not about winning or losing. It's just about right. having fun with your friends, making stupid collaborations and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I guess I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't a part of that back when yeah. the early Battlefield stuff came out. Because you know, you would. I guess I was part of some of it, but you guys were making movies, mm-hmm. like little clips and funny things, and it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like we can do this, but it's just us. It wasn't like a hundred people. Yeah. Um. We'll see. I that would be. That is the interesting part. Is like how will the scale. Yeah. To have like, I mean, are a hundred people going to want to go into a game where it's just like a night fight? Maybe. I mean, I would be interested in just checking it out and just seeing what it's kind of like. Remember when a uh, PUBG was like flipping things around and they would have like, you would play that big, huge map that they brought out, but everybody just had shotguns. And then you go in there and it's like, it changed the meta of the game by mm. being able to like, you have to, you no longer, you see your enemies from a distance and they can't snipe you anymore. Like they used to be able to, you had to get close yeah. and that changed the way we played the game. And it was just kind of cool that we could like get up and close and personal instead yeah. and yeah. shotgun the heck out of them instead of having to like get sniped from like five miles away. Yeah. So there's, there's things like that that I think could be, there's a lot of interesting potential here. It's just a matter of what are people going to be able to come up with? Because like the things that they showed in the trailer, I'm like that'll be fun for a couple of weeks. But then after that, it's like, okay, I'm not going to sit there and spend every single day having defibrillators fighting guys with knives. Yeah. Like it's just not, 
that's not what I want. I want, I want the competitive edge of it and I want to get into that stuff. But at the same time, it's like me and my friends back in the day, like spent hours upon hours, like sitting there just trying to figure out, okay, let's take a tank that has a shit ton of dynamite and let's run it off of a cliff and see how far we can make it launch across the map and just do that over and over again until something breaks and or let's fly our plane up in the air back before like it became a thing in the trailers and stuff like that fly a plane up in the air jump out jump in another plane and then fly off and like keep doing that until we like mastered it and doing stuff like that i could see that being like really cool but yeah. again with 128 players it's like i don't know how many people are going to be doing this for like custom games yeah. with like randoms i feel like it's more built for you have a clan or a community and like let's have a game night and come here and do like the stupid stuff that we'll like run through well, right now it's not my forte, but who knows? Yeah. I need to see it in action. Yeah. But nine nine times out of ten, I'm probably just going to go to multiplayer and shoot some people. Right. Yeah. In and out. <clears throat> but I am interested in the... Uh, the nice thing, too, is like people will have like probably like ro- map rotations where it's just standard Battlefield 2042 kits, but you can play these older maps, which is kind of nice. So like you could have 64 and 64 in LL Main, which was never possible back in 1942 mm. and just have everybody playing. I mean, they could all be World War II soldiers. It could be 100% like vanilla, but they're playing the remastered map. See, that'd be cool. It's like, hey, I want to make this, redo this map yeah. and add some new stuff. Like if you can like take a map. Well, there's no map editing. That's the thing. Well, there's no map editor to it, but it's like. That would be awesome. I know. I, w- I wish they added a map editor component to this. Yeah. So I think that would like take it to the next level. Because I hear custom games, I already think like, oh, map editor. Yeah. No, this is going to be like, I mean, because there's going to be, there's two or three maps from every era of Battlefield that they've redone, the Battlefield has remade for 2142. So you can go into these maps. So somebody can make a custom game that is either World War II characters or it could be the modern 2042 group that you have with all of your, you know, yeah, uh, classes and all that stuff. Drop in the map and you're just playing a remastered version of a 1942 map. See, that's awesome. All vanilla, which I, I mean, that alone, I think it's like, that's cool awesome about this. Yeah. And they have the potential to add more to this eventually. Like maybe they'll eventually add all the 1942 maps and they'll add all of the bad company maps. I think there could be some interesting potentials yeah. there. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Like bad company maps. Yeah. Bad company two maps. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That was a shit back in the day. Yeah. Woo. So, it's pretty cool. Well, that has me excited. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just, I mean, they were showing all the weird zany stuff, but it still right. can be like, the biggest thing is we have like eight maps coming to the game from the new game, but then there's going to be eight to 10 more maps coming from past games Yeah, that can be put in here as like, it can be, somebody can have a server that's just a rotation of 20 of maps of all the eras of Battlefield that you play standard Battlefield, but there's 20 of these maps here yeah. to play through. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. Do we have dedicated servers yet? This will all be dedicated servers in here. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing any, like, I think they're going to do some custom ones, but, like, when you do these games, like, they're going to launch onto a dedicated server. So you say, okay. I want to start a custom game with 100 versus 5. Yeah. You press start, it's going to launch it inside of a custom a dedicated server okay. to play through. So it's not like you have to buy and rent something to, to run it. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So that's another benefit, too, because that'll take out a lot of the complications i think yeah sweet so last thing they have dead space remake it's coming it's 
Austin's not excited. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not like, woo, crazy excited. Um, like we all knew this was coming. I mean, we didn't know it was coming, but we had a good hint. Like this was going to be the next thing they yeah. need to do. And we've talked about before, like these are one of the games that we want remastered and we're getting it. And it's going to be amazing. And the graphics look great. And, um, I might have been more excited if we had this conversation prior, but it was already spoiled before I was able to actually watch the EA play mm-hmm. because while I was at work, we were busy, didn't have time, and I saw it, and I was like, okay. Well, it was odd. I, I felt like it was like, yeah, of course, they got to have this. Right. It's a classic game. It's coming back. People need to play if they haven't played it already, and it's going to look better than ever. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I like that it's not a remaster, but it's a remake. So it's like a Final okay, Fantasy yeah, VII. Yeah. So it's like Hell they're yeah. not – this isn't like let's just do Mass Effect and like change the graphics. Like they're – it's well, redone from the ground up. It needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dated. Well, the other thing, too, that I was really impressed by is I don't know if you saw this in the like the post content, but they said that, especially on like PS5, I don't know if it's, if it's across the board, but on PS5 specifically – um, you will never see a loading screen from start to finish. Wow. You can play the whole game, 12, 13 hours. There's never a single loading screen. That's impressive. Dang. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of that. what it was built like. You know, everybody gives like God of War, like all the credit for like having a continuous shot. Dead Space was that way too, but there's loading screens because of the, the technology wasn't there yet. Yeah. And but now this will be like hundred percent start <laughs> to finish. You could play it all the way through. Edge of your seat. You'll never. Yeah. Yeah freaking crazy that's man. gonna suck <laughs> i know you need those loading screens to just take a breather yeah yeah because this is the game that you can't like your menu pops out right like it's mm-hmm. the, you can't you don't stop the game right yeah you're always there's no pause yeah yeah it's scary except Woo. for obviously you can save it and then close the game out and then yeah you guess you pause but yeah if you open that menu up you're still in the world yeah and they can still fucking kill you being killed yeah surprise more games don't do that uh no a lot of games Actually, take I'm advantage of the, of the menu scares me the pause menu yeah <laughs> what game i was playing the other day there's there's a couple of them that i played that i was like oh god i can still get killed a lot anyway not too many <clears throat> all right so annapurna had a uh, showcase and this is like honestly one of the best showcases i think i've ever seen it was like 35 minutes long and i mean annapurna just like makes great like they publish great things and this was no exception. Every single title in here was unique and different and just like beautiful story, all these different things that came into it. It was just, it was incredible from start to finish. There was a few like, is it raining? It's raining. Oh my God. I didn't know it was raining. It was raining, man. I didn't know that. Blow my mind. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, they had a few like, you know, recaps on things. One thing I liked about the, uh, the, the showcase was they were doing a, um, they would start off by saying Annapurna Interactive X, the name of the the, the developer, and yeah. then they would like have this like cool like black and white like line art map of like where they're located in the world, and then they would zoom out and then like go to the trailer. So they showed like their teams are like That's all cool. over the world. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that was a really neat presentation of that. But like they open with Artful Escape, and that's like a really cool game that's going to be um, lots of music crazy zany you know just beautiful colors and stuff like that it's a side-scrolling game but they announced that the voices in the game lena headley from uh game of thrones jason schwartzman mark strong and carl weathers are all gonna be voicing characters in this game so it's got a like a cast of people that are gonna be on here to 
round it all out. And it just looks beautiful. I'm very excited to play that. That's awesome. And then the guy that did Donut County, Ben Esposito, came and announced Neon White, which Donut County, if you remember me talking about that on the podcast, that's like a very simple, you know, like moving a little donut hole and like dropping oh, things yeah. into it. Oh, yeah. Now he's doing some crazy freaking like uh, third person, first person, like speed running shooter where you have cards that you have to discard to keep moving through the world. So you have to use them what the heck? and run through them very fast. But it's like, game? yeah, graphically it looks like mirror's edge and wow. it's so fast and like, like nothing I've ever seen before. And he said that where his first game, he was like, well, my first game was family friendly and very simple and easy. Well, this game is for freaks. <laughs> <laughs> so he announced it <laughs> because it's like it's literally like psych like you move so fast and like play these cards and go 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 fight bad guys do all these things but it's just like with a card system and the game just continually runs and it's all about speed running so uh yeah it's totally different but it just looked really good um and then uh let's see a memoir blue let's was announced they showed some more stuff from solar ash of course um and then talked about a few. There was a game called Skin Deep that was really interesting. Had a lot of personality to it. Um, you're an insurance agent that shoots guns and hunts space pirates. So that was interesting and kind of cool. And you're on a starship that has a lot of hostile people, and you have to ensure the corporation's valuables are protected. So you're fighting off bad guys as an insurance agent, but with weapons. So nice, it's kind of fun. Um. And then, of course, at the very end, everybody, I was watching the the video stream, the recording of it, and the entire time people were like, give me Stray, give me Stray, give me Stray, where's Stray? And then finally they showed Stray. And that's the, you know, the cat game that they showed like a teaser of a while back. Nice. And the guy Best slowly Stray. introduced it, and they zoomed in on the cat, and I thought it was a cinematic, and then I realized, no, it's freaking gameplay, and it looks so flipping yeah. beautiful. Someone should have made this game a long time ago, but now is the time. We have really amazing graphics, and it looks great. It looks, I mean, yeah. And the the creativity in this, like, there's a little, there's some, like, subtle combat elements where, like, you're taking out these, like, weird little blobby creatures that come at you, but a lot of it's, like, puzzly-based. And, like, the way in which you interact with the game world, and there's even, like, robot characters that you meet that well, you'll have, like, dialogue choices with, and there's even a little robot that, like, helps you communicate with the other robots mm. that will, like, you'll carry around in your backpack, actually, uh-huh. and they'll help you interact with the world. So it's kind of like a Ratchet and Clank kind of, like, a, nice, a thing going nice. on there. But uh, it just looks so interesting, and it's almost got this, like, cyberpunky feel, but just just gorgeous like freaking beautiful to look at and the cat like looks so natural and fluid and i hate cats but i kind of like this cat (laughs) this one's cute yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's awesome man i'm glad uh i'm glad this game is looking up yeah i'm very excited for it it uh it's definitely going to be one of the ones top of my list when it comes out um this this is gonna be like huge because all the cat people are gonna be like yeah yeah right. <laughs> I know all the all the dogs always get the love in these games. Finally got some right. cat love going on, you yeah. know. Yeah, and it's like super super clever. It's just some great great content here. And then they closed out with uh, a lot of people were not. I don't know if people were expecting this, but Outer Wilds actually announced that they're doing an expand expansion. That's it awesome. A, it was a teaser called Echo of the Echoes of the Eye, but it is something that's coming on September twenty eighth. So it was interesting that like they didn't really show much about it, but. It's 
sets this like creepy tone and it's coming out not far from now. So that's pretty cool too. But overall, I mean, like I just recommend everybody go and watch this. It was like 30, 35 minutes long. And I mean, everything in there just looks so good. And Annapurna just puts out bangers. Like they find these developers that just have so much creativity and they just let them do what they want to do. And it blows my mind. This is their first showcase too. And I can't wait to see the next showcase from Annapurna because it, it's incredible. So highly recommend. Yeah, they're always impressing me. Like just the games that they get. Like these are curated games, I feel like. They're like yeah. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. I'm sure they, they have do. a pretty strict uh guideline for who they who they publish and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know what the guideline is, but I'm sure it's pretty pretty and in, pretty intense. Uh the guideline is badass games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Um speaking of badass well, this is probably not badass games, but Netflix has announced that they are offering a, a video game service that's going to be included in your Netflix subscription. So uh, in this, what they're going to do is basically um, they're looking to target mobile-type games more than anything, and uh, they're not planning to make any profit from any video game development or offerings, but they're simply using it as a means of increasing the value of the subscription. So the platform's games aren't going to be separated or increased costs yet, but the goal is to get some more games in here that people can play that will allow more people to purchase and maintain or retain their subscription service. So um, I'm surprised that I don't know if it's going to be like, it's not clear if it's going to be games that they're making. So I know they've been involved in the, the publishing process with like that stranger things game that they worked on, but it looks like they're going to be more, kind of like doing like Apple Arcade, like curating them into their existing service. And I don't know how you're going to play these games. Like, you know, as far as like, are you going to have to have a controller on hand or what is that going to look like since it's streaming through the TV and stuff like that? Like, yeah, not everybody that has Netflix is going to have a controller lying around. Yeah. Um, and are you going to be able to get a controller from them or will they support like, I mean, most like, People, a lot of gamers will play stuff through the PlayStation, but or I don't Xbox. see somebody or Xbox. But I don't see anybody like popping up Netflix to play some of these games, especially their mobile focus. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it has to be pretty casual games. I mean, what, what would they have on there? I don't know. I just, how does this work? What? Why Netflix? I mean, they're trying to get into. Everyone's trying to get in the game market right now, but I just don't see how this works for them. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, so there's a quote about them where they're talking about, we know fans of stories that is that they want to go deeper. Interactive can provide an in-depth world to explore. We also feel our subscription model yields some opportunity to support some game experiences that are undeserved by the dominant monetization models. We don't have to think about ads. We don't have to think about in-game purchases or other monetization. We don't have to think about title purchase. We can just be laser focused on creating the most entertaining game experiences we can. So it sounds like they're going the way of, Title focus, like paying companies to produce a game to put on their platform and then provide it with that, like like up arcade, yeah, where yeah, there's yeah, yeah. no other, you know, things involved. Like there's no monetization models or any like microtransactions or anything like that to get in the way. It's just like the game. So I'm curious if there's gonna be like deals where I mean Apple Car Arcade usually wants like exclusivity. So I'm curious if there's gonna be some kind of like 
system where they'll be able to break off and still offer an Apple Arcade, but then also offer on Netflix. But I don't know. I just <laughs> this last paragraph is funny. What might be of more interest to you? though, is the way Netflix has approached mobile gaming, where there's a stereotype that the biggest and most popular mobile games are built on predatory monetary and design principles. Uh, Hastings says, hey, because we don't need to worry about taking your money for these games, since we're already taking your money, we don't care about any of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You're already taking our money. (laughs) Yeah, you already got a hand in our pocket, so yeah. That's true. That's fair. Good point. That's funny. Um, anyway, so Netflix game service coming soon to your Netflix subscription near you. Dang, thunder and lightning too. Shit. Man, it's got the whole works. How do I not know about this weather stuff happening? Like I could have swore I looked at the weather like three days ago and there was like no weather coming. Oh, I was at the station and listened to it and they're like, yeah, it's going to, we're going to have a cold front come in and it's going to rain a little bit. Oh, I can't wait for the cold front. It's going to be great. But it's only, it's, well, it's yesterday, last, like, two hours. <laughs> sorry, random segment. Yesterday, it said it was going to be in the 90s all this week, even with rain. I was like, so it's just going to be humid here in Texas. Great. Yeah, right. Or in North Texas. And now it's going to be like in the 70s and 80s. So I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Really Next does. story we have for y'all is Ubisoft, actually. So we uh, Ubisoft has finally announced that Skull and Bones is in alpha. Can you believe that? Really? You haven't heard of Skull and Bones in a while. But yeah, like four years. Here it is. It's an alpha, and it's been hard getting here. But it's this game that I know like it was in development for a while. They kept talking about it, and then all of a sudden they like disappeared, and it sounded like they were reworking the game, and then now they're back with an alpha that I don't know who's playing this alpha, but um, apparently everything leading up to this has been anything but smooth sailing. Not been a good process leading to this point. Um, but now it's got a release window sometime between April 1st of 2022 and March 31st of 2023. So basically sometime in the next year and a half is when it's going to come out. But uh, initially this was going to be a expansion, supposedly, according to Kotaku, an expansion for Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Um, but more Wait. than 20... What? Wait, this was originally going to be an expansion? Yeah. And then they turn it into Skull and Bones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be expansion. And then more than 20 developers that worked at Ubisoft talked with Kotaku and honestly discussed a journey that has been Skull Bones. Originally slated to be a multiplayer expansion, multiplayer expansion for Black Flag, Ubisoft eventually pivoted it to become an MMO tie-in into the Assassin's Creed game called Black Flag Infinite, which is interesting. There's that Infinity name coming in. That didn't work out, but the idea eventually transformed into its own IP, though even that has had some growing pains. Um... So there's a few different settings for this game, including the Indian Ocean and a completely fabricated new world called Hyper Hyperborea. When they finally got a direction, it made its first appearance in 2017. Um, since then, it's undergone a bunch of directional shifts. There are many times where the focal ideas have been suddenly scrapped, features are left on the cutting room floor, or the narrative that has taken the journey to a new, or the narrative has taken a journey to a new and interesting place. So they did say that if there were any other developer or publisher, the entirety of the project would have been scrapped by now. But Ubisoft's agreement with the Singapore government has kept the game alive, which is interesting. I guess they're what? using Ubisoft Singapore out there or something okay, like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ubisoft Singapore is developing it. So they are contractually obligated to launch original games in relation to subsidy payments. So they're getting paid. I remember actually talking about this with one of our developers that I... Uh, we interviewed on the podcast. He was a VR developer. Okay. Um, he lives in Singapore. And we were talking about the fact that 
the government pays them to produce games to get Singapore's name out there in game development. So he was actually getting subsidies from the government to make a game. Oh, that um, helps <laughs> this yeah. game a little bit. At least not die. So it sounds like there's been significant changes throughout the course of the game, and they are still evolving the game. The design simply isn't there yet is where they're at. So they're working on it. They want it to be from Sid Meier inspirations to a cathedral and water concept. This game ends up being at, like, what do they, what it ends up being at launch is anyone's guess. So like the last time we saw it, it was like you command a yeah. ship with a bunch of people on it, but you're basically, your ship is your character and then you go and fight other things. Yeah. So it's kind of like dreadnought in a way, but in yes. the water. Yeah. And they had some cool stuff and the way it was looking like I, I enjoyed what I saw. Like me and Travis were both pumped for it because it's like a yeah, pirate dreadnought thing, and uh, I thought it could be really interesting. But you know, just kind of weird to see how how things change so quickly over the course of the time. Like, I mean, you put out gameplay at E three for people to get all pumped for, and then you're like, well, maybe we should change everything. And then it just disappear. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I feel like Ubisoft's had a rough ride lately and we'll talk about another one that's had a rough ride later but it's well, like go with what works yeah but it's like, like you know this game was announced so long ago and we still haven't seen much about it and then we have like beyond good and evil 2 which has been teased or showcased at like three or four different e3s has it yeah i know we got that one trailer and then they released something else that wasn't during e3 that was like look at the world yeah it's well we world. had we originally had a teaser that was the first E3 that they showed it. And the next time they showed like a gameplay kind of showcase and not really a gameplay. I don't know if it was gameplay or if it was like actual, like, like cinematics. stuff. I think it was cinematics. And then there was something else that came out after that, but it's been like three years since it all came out, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do, man. This is, um, I mean, there comes a point where like some of these games that come out eventually, it's like no one cares anymore. Yeah. Like, it's a dead game. I know. And eight years is a long-ass time, especially when you've already released content. Like, where do you go from here? Yeah. How do you bring the hype back? Are people still excited for it? I mean, so many other games have come out. We can only sink our teeth into so much, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of games that we're not sure about, uh, Ubisoft also announced uh, a new Tom Clancy game they're working on, which is called X Defiant. And they said, quote, Fast-paced firefights meets punk rock mosh pits, which I do not understand after watching this trailer. And nobody asked for this. <laughs> nobody asked for this. <laughs> Why, Ubisoft? Why? It's like... It's a free-to-play first-person shooter. It's going to be 6v6. Um, close quarters. Kind of has a Call of Duty kind of vibe, feel. It's a little bit faster paced. You have different factions you can be part of from all the Tom Clancy games. So Tom Clancy, like the Wolves from Recon, Echelon from Splinter Cell, and the Outclasts and Cleaners from The Division. And each one has their own traits, abilities, and ult- ultimates. Um, and they have different kits and stuff like that to do different things. So it's kind of like a little bit of Call of Duty, a little bit of Valorant, a little bit of Overwatch, like all these things. But it just, it's colorful, but that's about it. Like, Everyone is making something like this. Yeah. It's like kind of with Hyperscape. It's like too little too late, I yeah. feel like. I mean, Hyperscape was interesting and like had a little bit of a fun concept for a minute, but like looking at this, like this this is literally a shooter with powers. And but, it's like I don't why would I want to pl- 
stop playing the other shooter with powers yeah. in favor of this. Because Valorant is the one that, that Valve came up with, right? No, Valorant or, is uh, uh, Riot Games, League of Legends, guys. Okay. What's yeah. the one that... Uh, now I'm confused. What's the one that Steam came up with? Team Fortress? No. Is that really Valorant? Let me see. Maybe now I'm confused. Might be. Oh, there it was. This is Riot Games? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. This is their uh, their first person shooter that's like CSGO. Okay, that's what I was thought. I was like, oh yeah, CSGO, but they just they like create something new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You're flooding the market with stuff. Like maybe people who like Ubisoft games will play this, but I mean, I don't see it being that big. I mean, I guess no. they got Rainbow Six Siege, but that's like its own thing that people already <laughs> love and enjoy. So that makes sense why people will gravitate to that. And, and obviously it's come back from nothing. But yeah. I mean, this is a kind of a new IP, so I just don't see this being. I mean, it could be fun. I don't know, but yeah, there's just too many, and yeah. I'd rather play the ones I know. Like it makes sense for Apex to come up with the arena mode. Like they have everything there. Yeah, they just consolidate it into a mode that is going to be alongside the the battle royale. So yeah, they already have the player base doing stuff, which yeah. is good. But yeah, I mean, this is. It's. I mean, it's free to play. I'm going to play it. I'm going to try it. But I really think it's going to go the same way Hyperscape did. And it's going to be fun for a couple of weeks. And then people are going to decide to go back to the games they've already been investing their time into. And now you have to continue this games as a service yeah. for X amount of years and come up with content that no one's going to buy or play. I was actually surprised For Honor is still like getting updates because I figured that game would have yeah, died off. Why? There's no way. There's an audience playing it, but I don't know how big they are. Like, but that's one that also surprised me because I mean, Rainbow Six Siege actually, when it first came out, I thought it was gonna be a dud, and then it kept going, and uh, yeah. So last 24 hours, Four Honor had over 5,000 peak players. Better than Avengers up to this. That's that's true. And somehow Avengers still coming out and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah, playing for eight minutes, five thousand, which. Their peak was 216,000. Yeah. I don't know. That's all-time peak. So uh, back in August 2018, they had That's a shit ton of people players. playing that month. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so know. So apparently released in February 2017. They didn't get their peak until August 2018. Yeah. And then obviously it's just dropping off since then. Yeah. Well, I'm curious too because this is on PC, so I'm curious to know what console was like because yeah, that's true. This that's game true. I feel like was probably more, on like more played on a. It seems felt more like a console game to me than it was like a PC game. Yeah. Um, and I wish there was better ways to get numbers for that stuff, but there's not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it looks like a good game, but it's again, it's like not. It looks good, but it, this reminds me of like when, uh, what's what's the game that we played for a little bit, the MMO like game that, um the Hellblade guys made had the great soundtrack. Oh, uh, bleeding edge, bleeding edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a visual aesthetic kind of a bleeding edge. I mean, not as good, but I, I kind of feel that cause it's got the graffiti thing going on and all the different stuff, but yeah, I feel it's going to be the same kind of system. It's like, it's gonna be cool. And they're going to shut down the servers and be like, sorry, it's not going to work. Yeah. I just, I feel like it's a dud on release. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, well that's Ubisoft. 
And uh, that's the conclusion of our game segment, everybody. If you haven't subscribed to us yet on YouTube, make sure you check out discussions and much more at youtube.com slash gamer. And don't forget, last month, if you were listening to our podcast, we had the bonus level segment, which is a special Patreon-exclusive benefit that is now officially only for Patreon. So if you want to see that discussion and much, much more, make sure you go over to patreon.com slash the inner gamer and subscribe to our $3 tier to see what we have in store for you this week. Well, we're talking about the steam deck this week, everybody. So if you want to hear about steam deck and how it's way more impressive than was originally announced and where it got to this point because of the steam machine failure and much, much more, you definitely want to go subscribe and check it out. Patreon.com slash the inner gamer. You're listening to the inner gamer. It is time for our topic of the show. Each week we dive in the world deeper. We dive deeper into the world of gaming, everybody. This week we're going to talk about the fall in the future of Blizzard, if there is one. That's a real question. <laughs> That's a real question. So I'm sure many people have been hearing all about what's been going on with Blizzard. If you haven't, I'm going to give you like a two-second synopsis. No. One minute synopsis, I guess. Yeah, give it one minute. <laughs> yeah. So Blizzard was being sued by California for discrimination, sexual harassment, and toxic work culture. The CEO, former CEO and co-founder, went out and apologized. And then in the whole mess of things, more people started coming out. 2,000 employees signed a letter condemning the actions. And then the employees staged a walkout. And then the CEO comes out and gives a tone-deaf statement that, you know, this is all bullcrap, blah, 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 and you know, basically doesn't do what he should to calm things down. And now they're under major scrutiny and people are like like not streaming the game anymore and like people are upset and it's just become a whole basically Blizzard has like destroyed their reputation very fast, very quickly. And there's more and more stuff that keeps coming out about horrible things that were happening within the group that's just like it won't stop come on y'all like more things keep coming out and it just gets worse and worse and worse by the day it's so bad that they have halted production on on uh, world of warcraft so i didn't see that no more no updates until further notice they are it is at a halt wow and that is like the cash cow of blizzard activision (laughs) so they are in the worst position you could imagine and that they could ever be in. And we'll get into it. Yeah. Because I have predictions. That's right. <clears throat> so we're going to, there's an article that came on PC Gamer that basically just talks about how Blizzard's reputation has collapsed in the last three years. So it went from like, they're the super well-respected, people love them, like they couldn't do wrong. Yeah. Until they did wrong. Gold standard. A lot of wrong. And so we're going to go back, looking back to 2018, moving up to today, and kind of talk about some of the highlights of things that happened. So first off, 2018, WoW players were t- ticked off about Battle for Azeroth. It, did you play this? Did you jump into that at all? Uh, I did after the fact, but most of the stuff I feel like is in-game things, Yeah, and I never got into it. Yeah. So um, Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what people were complaining about, was like the new systems that they added were just confusing and unrewarding. Players were upset by the non-existent communication from the team after long-standing issues. By t- September, things were so bad, the game director issued an apology to the community and promised to be more communicative and fix Battle for Azeroth's many problems. And then 
a little bit later, Mike Morhaime steps down after 27 years. He was with Blizzard since he co-founded the studio in 1991. Replacing him was President uh, J. Allen Brack, who had previously worked as World of Warcraft's executive producer. And I feel like this is kind of what led to the fall, really, because once he took place, yeah, a lot of shit started hitting the fan. Right. So then Diablo Immortal was announced, and fans were pissed because they said it's a mobile game. And people were like, they were like, don't you guys have phones? It's like, yeah, some yeah guy no was shit. Like, is this an April, like an out of touch April Fool's joke? And guy was like, what? I mean, don't you guys have phones? And that, like the crowd just went wild. It's like, are you serious? Like yeah. hardcore fans want to sit at their computer and play this game. Yeah. And now you're just pandering to the Chinese market, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But I mean, you got to give the fans what they want. They yeah. built this company from the ground up. So everybody felt tricked and lied to, and it was a huge misstep and caused a lot of disruption. And then Blizzard decides later on that year, I mean, it was a bad year in 2018 for them. Blizzard unexpectedly kills Hero of the Storm's pro scene. Um, And this was huge because uh, with no prior warning, entire teams, commentators, and support staff were suddenly left jobless. So they didn't have work to do anymore. And I mean, people knew that, I mean, there was some like, you know, information out there that like there's still bigger MOBAs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fans and stuff were just <clears throat> super mad that they would wait so late in the year to break the news and then not give any advance notice for them to prepare for like an exit strategy or like an alternative plan. Um, so they found out the same time that the public found out, which is kind of sad and terrible. Yeah. And not very good for, you know, you know, respecting the people that give you money to play these games and participate in the things that make you guys money. Well, I've heard that, you know, here's a storm. Wasn't supposed to be this big gigantic, you know, money making machine It was more for like the fans and rounding out their, uh, lineup of games, lineup of games, something new, different, you know, and this is like, this is one more thing that people love to, to watch and play. And yeah, it's not world of Warcraft money, but still like, it's just something that just helps the, your, your, your overall, overall brand. Yeah. And this was, the, I mean, it's honestly, Heroes of the Storm was my favorite MOBA. Yeah. Because it was more accessible. And I appreciate that, that they made it to where it's like, it wasn't as focused on like the ganking aspect. There was actually objectives you can do to support your team without having to be like really, really good at bum rushing them as a team and, you know, right. taking people out individually and stuff like that. Getting shanked. <clears throat> exactly. Then we moved into 2019 and a former Blizzard employee says HR did nothing to stop racist bullying. So in January, an employee posted a statement on Twitter detailing bullying and discrimination that he faced while working at the Hearthstone esports team starting in 2016. Um, and uh, he claimed that he was retaliated against for speaking out and even received negative performance reviews that described him as, quote, not a team player and, quote, difficult to work with. And then shortly later, he began suffering from anxiety attacks and major depression and was placed on medical leave in 2017. When he was later placed on the unpaid leave in 2018, he handed in his reg- resignation. So following that controversy, Blizzard added a statement that didn't specifically comment on this guy specifically, but reiterated its commitment to, quote, inclusive and respectable, respectful work environment. Funny. Yeah. And then later that year, they lay off 800 employees. <laughs> Man. But also at the same time, I remember them giving bonuses to their executives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, wow. 28. We're still in 2018, <laughs> 2018. Yep. Um, so they, uh, actually wait, no, we're in 2019 now. Sorry. Apologize. We're in 2019. Yeah. No, Activision yeah. Blizzard lays off 800 employees. 
Yep. Yep. In 2019. Oh, yeah. So that was 8% of the workforce um, was laid off. Not a lot, but still. Yeah. That's just a lot of people. I mean, those are people that have names and families and. Look, I get if there's fluff in the company and some things have to be cut, like it just makes sense because as things change, like certain positions aren't needed anymore. Like it's just how, how it goes, but that's a shit ton of people. Well, the worst part is that they had announced financial records in 2018 being the best that they've like basically ever had. And then they go to lay off all these employees immediately after that. So it's like, how does that line up? It's that they have record financial performance but then they lay off a bunch of people. So yeah. it's like they were clearly cutting costs. And then Bobby Kotick votes to give himself a raise of yep. millions of dollars. Yep. You got to love it. And then over the following year, Activision Blizzard sparked even more criticism when it began rehiring for many of the roles it originally cut, <laughs> culminating that. in a 2020 announcement that it still needed to hire 2,000 employees to meet demands. And then later that year in 2019, Frank Pierce steps down, who was Blizzard's co-founder, who left the company after 28 years. The one of the less visible faces of Blizzard, Pierce led development on Warcraft 3 and was an executive producer on WoW's Burning Crusade, Wrath of Lich King, Cataclysm, and Mist of Pandaria expansions. Yes. Yes. And then, of course, we have the big, huge announcement of Blizzard banning Hearthstone Pro over his Liberate Hong Kong message. I mean, this was this is, this is is almost the boiling point, basically. Mm-hmm. If we weren't there already, this was like... What started the pot rumbling. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff happening prior to this, but this was like, this was a global reckoning on, you know, big time. And, uh, so there was a player bits, blitz Chong who called for Hong Kong's liberation from the Chinese government during a post-match interview, um, at the Asia Pacific Hearthstone Grandmasters tournament. Uh, Hong Kong was enveloped in chaos at hundreds of thousands of protesters fought against an extradition bill that would allow for the transfer of criminals to mainland China. Um, Blitz Chung was suspended for a year and stripped of his prize winnings. And then um, the two Taiwanese casters who were present during the interview were also fired. Um, so he did break the rules of the tournament, but Blizzard's decision to suspend him drew condemnation and it became a, a national news story. And then employees staged a walkout then in protest of the decision of what happened. Yeah. And everyone was like, this This is just to stay in the good graces of the Chinese government. I mean, that's just what it seems like because of, you know, of how much money what, they what he's... There. Exactly. It's just like, you're supposed to be an American company and standing up for American values, but I guess when money and greed gets in the way, you'll do whatever you want. That's right. And then, uh, of course, you know, this stuff carried on into BlizzCon 2019 where uh, there were... Um, free speech protests taken over at the Anaheim Convention Center with hundreds of people gathered outside to protest everything. And of course, J. Allen Brack, Blizzard president, decided to take the stage to talk about and apologize for how they reacted. Um, He didn't specify whether Blizzard would undo its suspension, but in an interview later, he confirmed that they would be reducing his ban to just six months and the casters, however, would still be fired. And he denied claims that Blizzard's decision was influenced by its Chinese publishing partner, NetEase. Sure. Ha 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 ha. Well, I, I remember we, we saw the apology. I think you were okay with it. And I was like, yeah, this is some bullshit fluff. I mean, I was like, I mean, they had to do it, but it definitely could have been. I mean, there's my it, opinion kind of was felt, nothing yeah. they could have done probably would have fixed the problem. Like no matter what, unless they completely erase everything, it could have helped. But oh yeah, that would have saved everything. Yeah. 
but they definitely fucked up it, for sure. I mean, it, they had to make a statement, so this was the statement that they decided to come up with. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, this sounds like lawyer mumbo jumbo. Right. Yeah. And then we reached 2020, which obviously there's a global pandemic, um, but not that was the only thing that was bad that year. <laughs> Warcraft 3 Reforge came out, and it was a hot pile of garbage. Um, it was a remaster to the 20. 20- 2002 video game with re-recorded cutscenes as well as upgraded interface, HD graphics, etc. Well, it didn't deliver on a lot of that. It looked worse than the 2018 reveal. The re-recorded voiceovers were scrapped entirely and features that have been present in Warcraft 3 for decades like clans and offline play were missing from the game. <laughs> and the new <laughs> user agreement gave Blizzard full ownership of any mods that were made in Reforge, which very much upset the modding community. Oh, yeah. Everybody was like, why Why would you even play this game anymore? And you also could not go back to Warcraft 3 because this one effectively replaced Warcraft 3. Yeah, yeah. Without buying the original physical copy. So. Hoorah. Yeah. So that's that's a shitty situation right there. Um, and then a little bit later in the year, Hearthstone Pro claims that he's been blacklisted by a blizzard after his wife was laid off. So popular player Savages, I can't pronounce his name, claimed he was blacklisted and, uh, you know, couldn't compete in official tournaments because his wife was one of the employees laid off and had been criticized multiple times on social media. So check that out. Isn't that great? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fantastic. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. I remember hearing about some of this, but I didn't really get into it too much. Yeah. But yeah, it still sucks. It's it's so stupid. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Travis is now here with us. <laughs> yeah. We have we have a guest that's arrived during our on live recording <laughs> that is live and recording right now. It's not live, but it's recording. And now I have He's to cut all us. of this out. And I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um and then Alex, this is really interesting. This is kind of leading up to where we're about to get to a twenty twenty one. But Alex Afrasiabi, how do you pronounce his name, quietly leaves Blizzard. And uh, his sudden departure from Blizzard in June was a mystery. He had served as creative director for a number of years and had led development on Titan, Blizzard's cancel MMO. They made no statement about his departure, while players only noticing it after he updated his LinkedIn page to confirm he was no longer with the company. No, not over here, over there. Some of the people were thinking that he was involved in the sexual harassment discrimination lawsuits against blizzard which allegedly he repeatedly groped and harassed women employees um but yeah. none of the word had come out yet right that we're about to talk about later but he just mysteriously left and it seems like that may have been what it and was i don't remember seeing this but he has a character named after him field marshal afrasabi oh that's funny maybe travis does. remembers this guy but i don't yeah, I am sure he does. Oh, and then they later removed a lot of the stuff that has his name in it because obviously it could him. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to they're trying to stave off this lawsuit that's about to hit yeah. them. So then uh, a little bit later in 2020, Blizzard employees share spreadsheets, a spreadsheet documenting salaries and protests over low pay. So things are already shit, shitting the fan with these guys. But August of last year, Bloomberg reported that Blizzard employees were sharing their salaries after discovering large wage disparities. According to sources, an internal company survey revealed that many employees were unsatisfied with their pay, especially in contrast to how much executives like Kotick make. To advocate yeah. for better pay, they created a spreadsheet and began documenting their salary for recent and recent pay increases. Billions. Billions. I'm sorry. Dollars. Mostly millions. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because he, he voted to give himself more money because he made a bunch of money in 2018. So he's like, we don't need these people. They're going to pay for my salary. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. And now. That brings us to 2021. Pick in which Activision Blizzard hires controversial Trump and Bush era government officials. Um, they raised eyebrows when they hired Francis Townsend, who had served as Homeland Security Advisor to President George Bush. Um, one of the biggest political faces in war on terror. I don't know why they would hire a government employee like that to bring into a game company. But uh, they did. He would be their chief compliance officer, working to ensure its games didn't run. Oh, here we go. Working to ensure its games didn't run afoul of government regulators in foreign countries. That's what his role was. Uh, it's a it's a her. Oh, her. Sorry, my bad. Francis. Yeah, I uh, yeah. My apologies, Francis. And then um, Brian. Blatow, a former Trump administrator, was also hired, and uh, he became the, the subject of scrutiny after a probe into Trump's firing of an independent watchdog in the State Department. Right. In testimony during a probe in his firing, the watchdog claimed that he was fired without cause and tried to bully, uh, Butow tried to bully him on multiple occasions when investigating the Trump administration. So that's a whole political thing right there in itself. And then one of the last good graces of Blizzard, Jeff Kaplan, decides to quit blizzard he's like fuck this i'm out <laughs> he's like this this place is falling apart i need to leave so the lead designer of blizzard uh of overwatch leaves before overwatch 2 comes out after 19 years in the company so very shocking very surprising and he left before they finished the game and that leaves us to where we are now where activision blizzard is sued for discrimination and sexual harassment where they apparently had a uh, hotel room that was the Bill Cosby room that they would bring women to the Cosby suite, the Cosby suites and do there, things that they shouldn't have done. There are photos of a bunch of guys at blizzard in the Cosby suite holding up a big photo of Bill Cosby yep, <laughs> on the bed. <laughs> if, if yeah, if that wasn't bad enough just to say they have a Cosby suite, but now they like solidified it with a photo. Yep. And uh, this Afrasabi guy was one of the guys that was there. So when the word came out that he was in that room and that stuff all happened, yeah. of course they go into World of Warcraft and they like remove anything related to him in the game yeah. because it was like really bad. But apparently he specifically sexually harassed several women um, while Brack, the president of Blizzard, allowed toxic behavior to fester within the company and did little to stop it. Yes. So that's and Apparently somebody had uh, taken their own life during a work company outing thing mm -hmm. and for because her photos were show uh displayed across the company so she wow. couldn't take any more she committed suicide that's awful yep yeah so here we are now <laughs> three years later yeah um yeah, blizzard blizzard went from making really good games to basically disaster after disaster and I don't know if they're going to be able to come back from this. So that leads us to the future of Blizzard. Right. Can they come back from this? Well, like, like we said, I'll reiterate it. Work on World of Warcraft has halted. There'll be no more patches. Uh, Freaking finally. For the future, at the foreseeable future, until this is dealt with. I don't see how they do anything, really, for until this is dealt with. So I feel like they have been stopped in the middle of the road. They can't go anywhere. All eyes are on them. Like, how do you come back from this? I don't think you do come back for this. I think a lot of people are going to be have to leave the company. They're going to be sued. I'm sure people are going to go to jail for this. And, you know, just like Dice just renamed themselves, right? Like we talked about. 
Uh, well, Dice LA, one of their Di- oh, okay, studios. Yeah. I feel like they need to rebrand themselves, not as Blizzard, because now Blizzard has this bad, you know, stigma on them, and they need to, from the ground up, put in new people who actually enjoy their games and want yeah. a culture that's going to, you know, provide funding because people are upset. Like shareholders mm-hmm. are upset. It's like, hey, you're making I us money. I pulled my money out of Activision Blizzard. I was like, fuck that. I'm not. Yeah, money seriously. Anymore. I mean, they have tanked billions of dollars in the past week because of this. I mean, people, everyone's upset at them. So if they're not sued by by this, well, they're going to be sued by this, but they're probably going to be sued by the shareholders too because they lost all that money for them. Yeah, because all this has been going on. So, I. I don't think Blizzard will be like done, done, but I feel like the Blizzard we know now, the games we know now are going to completely change for the future. There's just no way it can't. Yeah. Well, um, even more crazy is they hired a company, Wilmer Hale, to uh, help them with, uh, you know, reviewing the HR policies and basically an outside company come review policies and procedures to help promote a more respectful, inclusive workspace. But this is the same company that Amazon hired to keep their workers from unionizing. So they're keeping their workers from trying to demand more pay because they're underpaid at Amazon. Right. Um, and this same company is helping to make a more respectful workplace for um, Activision Blizzard. So that's kind of interesting. I think Young Yeah covered this, but I think there's some sort of uh, legal document that they signed where they can't take, like employees can't take Blizzard to court. Yeah. So I think that, I think that may, may have heard something about that. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if it's just like, well, actually, I think that I think Riot Games said something about that too. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And I think uh, because it's the actual state of California taking them to court, it's like a different story, right? Yeah. So they can use everybody there. Well, I don't know how the legal system works. I assume that they can use everybody from the company who ha- can be witnesses to all this will be able to, you know, actually go to court with yeah. them. So yeah, it's a mess. So I mean, this is going to cost millions of billions of dollars. And they're trying to do cleanup, like, yeah, they are bleeding money right now. Well, it's like I mean, right now, like, like if Call of Duty dies, I don't really care. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, that's been around long enough. Yeah, World of Warcraft, I've been wanting to die for ten years, but you know, no offense to World of Warcraft, but not a fan. Overwatch, yeah. I like, but I haven't played in so long. Diablo, I mean, I feel like they've kind of hurt themselves with that. I would love for Diablo to come back. Me but too. Here's the storm they've already killed. So, like, what do they got left? What does Activision have left? Well, Activision says Call of Duty, so that's it. Like, they don't have anything else. <laughs> they do have, like, that little, like, side group that, like, started making, like, remasters of games, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater mm. and Crash Bandicoot and all that stuff. But that, that's just, that's not a big chunk of change. But, no. like, Blizzard, like, I mean, Blizzard was their bread and butter at Activision. Yeah. And now Blizzard's properties are all, like, all over the falling place. apart. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody, like, World of Warcraft is going to... Is getting shat on a little bit. Overwatch is like bringing out a DLC as a second game they have to purchase. Diablo 4, who <laughs> knows if that's going to be any good. Hearthstone, nobody plays as much anymore. Here's the storm yeah. they killed. There's nothing left. I mean, you're going to have over. people leaving to go to other games now. Starcraft. Yeah. That's forever. Which Starcraft. they haven't done much with. But again, it's forgotten now. So yeah. Nobody, don't do anything with it. I mean, you have fans who are leaving this brand to go to other brands now. How do you get them back? Some will come back, but the only way they're going to come back is if they change the structure of who's in charge. 
and you know Bobby Kotick's got to go, Jalen Brack's got to go, HR's got to go because they knew about it. Like people who knew about it need to go, and how's that going to change? Then they have to rebuild the trust that they have that they've lost with all these people, and that's so hard to do. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to be in a shithole for like at least ten years. Yeah, because like, I don't know how it comes out. Like, how do you get out of that? I think a rebrand is a big, big part of it for sure. Yeah. Somebody was making a mention of. Remember that company we talked about that it was. I think they were called like Gloom Haven or Dream Haven or yeah, Dream Haven, something like yeah, that. That was from created Blizzard. from yeah. Blizzard. Yeah, it's like well, those same people were part of this. So like they basically yeah. start like yeah, uh, people who have left the company said of that. they were sorry for like they they couldn't stop this. It's like well now you've implicated yourself that you knew this was going on and you didn't do anything about it or. And who knows if they didn't barely do anything about their it. company. You know? Exactly. So same mentality. You have people <laughs> from other companies about to get implicated yeah. and potentially sued and put in jail. So, I mean, as it is now, I want to say Blizzard over, but I mean Blizzard is over, but it's not technically over. Yeah. Um, the way it is now is technically over. They're, like, gonna they're to, not coming back for a while. They're gonna have to work really, really hard to be incredibly transparent and open and their employees i mean they i don't know how they're gonna do it but they need to be <laughs> they really need to do like how much jeff i mean jeff kaplan i felt like was like the 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 he golden child of everything where yeah. he was always open and honest about the production and where things were going and all that stuff they need more of him and less of everybody else that works there yeah drain every yeah. clear everybody else out and just start new and find fresh faces that um care yeah. about transparency you know openness. uh prima games I think no. it's Prima. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The ones that make the books. The strategy guys. Yeah. yeah. So they don't make any books for Ubisoft because of all the sexual harassment stuff. And now they've banned making anything for Blizzard. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's huge. And it's funny because these people stand up for all of this stuff, like, you know, Me Too movement and, uh, uh, you know, anti-racism stuff. And here they've had, like, racist things in there, yeah. allegedly. And now they've had all these, like, they are so hypocritical. Yep. It's just like you, you get what you deserve. So it's nice to see comeuppance, I guess. Yeah. Is that the right term? Yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the that's the little history of uh what's happened with Blizzard the last couple of years. And uh it's not good. But So get New World. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get It'll be new a new world. world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean we still got Amazon that's running that shit. Yeah, I know. Is, yeah, know, it's not it's a well, whole it's, other it's, issue in itself, but it's kinda Okay, it's segmented. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, that is our story. If you guys have anything you want to hear us talk about on the podcast, you can uh, let us know at theinnergamer.net or join us on our Discord channel. That link is in the show notes. We'll be right back with our upcoming video game releases. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Looking forward to the next few weeks. Let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. And it is August. So we're going to talk about some free games coming to you in August on Xbox and PlayStation. On the Xbox, you can get Darksiders 3, Ukulele, Lost Planet 3, and Garu Mark of the Wolves. I don't know what that last game is. But the other ones I've heard of, they're supposed to be okay. Ukulele I played. It's not bad. Darksiders 3 is supposed to be pretty good. So cool. for an Xbox, you got to get some stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Awesome. On PlayStation, we're going to get Hunter's Arena Legends. That's the game that we talked about a couple weeks ago. That is a melee combat battle royale kind of game, which looks kind of cool. So it's free, so we're going to try it. Awesome. 
You also get Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville. I've played this. It's not bad. So if you want to pick it up, it's kind of fun. And then Tennis World Tour 2. Pretty good stuff. And then we got some new games coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to have Austin kick us off with the first one. So go for it, yeah. Austin. So Icarus is a session-based PvE survival game for up to eight co-op players or solo. Explore uh, a savage alien wilderness in the aftermath of the terraforming, terraforming gone wrong. Survive long enough to mine exotic matter, then return to orbit to craft more advanced tech. Meet your deadline or be left behind forever. That's coming out August 11th on PC. August 11th, sorry. Exclusively. <laughs> and then on uh, August 12th, we have Foreclose coming out to all platforms. This is a narrative-driven action adventure set in a cyberpunk world filled with action, suspense, and experimental augmentations. Follow the story of Evan Kapnos in the sleek comic book-styled game as he unravels a conspiracy behind his identity foreclosure. Who is responsible and why? And Skatebird coming August 12th, Xbox, Switch, PC, and Linux is grind on binti straws kickflip over staplers and carve killer lines through cardboard and sticky tape parks above all else skatebird try their best i'm so Skate excited for that game it's gonna be great great i'm happy for it's you amazing someone needs to play it and then on the 17th of august we have humankind coming to pc this is amplitude studios magnum opus a historical strategy game 4x kind of game if you will where you will rewrite the entire narrative of humankind a convergence of culture history and values that allow you to create a civilization that is as unique as you are how far will you push humankind crazy and we would be remiss to not announce that on august 12th for assassin's creed valhalla fans like myself the siege of paris expansion is coming out and then on August 17th, for Marvel Avengers fans like us, War for Wakanda oh. is finally here. Oh, Holy shit. Oh. It's got a release date. And it's great. I don't know what we're going to do with ourselves. I don't either. So we got to play War for Wakanda before New World comes out, because that's going to suck up all our time. Yeah. It's all. Lord have mercy. So much to do. So little time. Anyway, that's going to wrap up our show this week, everybody. Be sure and check us out in a few weeks for more from your favorite video game podcasts. If you like what you hear, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, every single Wednesday, we still stream 7 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash theinnergamercast. And if you want to support our show, you can donate on our website over at theinnergamer.net. All donations go towards making the podcast, videos, and streams even better. You can also join in on the conversation over on our Discord channel, so check out the show notes for that link. And as always, if you cannot contribute monetarily, please take time to share this episode with a friend, family member, or loved one. The more eyes we get in front of our content, the faster we grow, and it helps more than you know. So thank you for your continued support. I'm Austin Morales. And I'm Brayton Oski. <laughs> You've been listening to the Gamer Podcast. And for Travis Tramer, catch you guys next time. Podcast out. Bye.